Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macro plot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these episodes in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. We are joined today by Wing and Nugget. Hello, I am Wing. I am a uh, level 9 Corvidian Ranger. I have uh, fluffy gray feathers like a baby bird, like they've just started growing. I am wearing a long black hoodie, uh, a traditional Scottish kilt. I also have a long cloak of rainbow feathers with golden skills sewn into it. I have a piece of white cloth around my neck that smells faintly like dog. And on my head, I'm wearing a sabrero with, on top of that, a beret. I am very, well, not maybe not well-dressed, but I am overdressed, that's for sure. Uh, of course, with me is my uh, egg pal and lifelong companion, Nugget, the cute golden drake that has been growing up a lot and is also now wearing a uh, captain's hat. He is becoming a naval captain, I believe. <laughs> yes, that was after mole money, mole problems. That was fun. Yeah. And Simmond the Kind. Hi, I'm Simmond. Uh, I'm a level nine druid. Uh, my clothing is a bit more understated than my companion here. Um... I don't know. I'm faintly blue and larger than anyone has any right to be. That's me. And Balpator Windrest. Hello, everybody. I'm Balpator Windrest, and I'm 11-9 Paladin, Oath of Glory. I wear uh, a, uh, a beat-up chain mail, a scale mail, sorry, that I bought on discount, and I wear a silver wolf coat over me that uh, I got from self-defense. My skin is tan, uh, my hair is brown, and I have icy cold blue eyes. I'm a, Oh, and I'm a half-elf, half-human. Searching for glory. For glory! Everyone, where are your magical tattoos of a fire-breathing kitten on a shield that were given to you by Nulasag, the guild leader? Well, uh, mine is carved into my beak, so you can always see it. And mine is on my left knuckles, so when I punch... Someone, they'll remember who punched them. It was the fire-breathing kittens. I don't rightly remember. I think mine's on my shoulder. Or the back of your knee, or the groin, like, what's uh, it, the hip region, or the... We're not sure. Nope. No? I found it. I had to I had to really take a, just a look around here on myself. In mental inventory, yep, right here on the right shoulder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like how each time like you lose it, you go to Nulisac, and you're like, I need another one, and... It's like, again, Simmond, and he just adds one in each location that you're like, yeah, I thought it went here. He just puts another one on. Uh-oh, do I have one on the back of my knee as well? You turn to look. Do you? I guess I do. <laughs> I mean, tattoos are addictive. That's true, and I have a lot of service area to fill, so we do what we can. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. You are all in Nulisag's office in the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The two-foot-tall elderly guild leader is looking at you across his comically large mahogany desk with a serious expression on his face. He turns to the black woman in a uniform similar to the town guard, but slightly different, sitting on his side of the desk beside him, clears his throat, and then turns back to you. In his high-pitched voice, Nulisag says, And that is why I haven't put up a job flyer, and instead brought you directly into my office to speak to you to 
discreetly. Given the grave nature of the situation, you can see why we can't let word get out. Are you up for doing this job and doing it quietly? I pull out my, my rapier and I hold up my shield up high and say, Yes! What are we doing again? Going to Pfefferl Porcine Products and bringing back Cyrus Miller. Well, that doesn't sound like a problem. What did he do? Cyrus Miller? That Nickaboy town guard went crazy. He killed a whole herd of fat roasting pigs worth thousands and thousands of gold if sold to the right meat market. Oh, my player's eyes all perked up. And possibly one of the farm workers to silence them in an attempt to hide his crimes. Would this uh, Cyrus Miller be a, uh, a human, a dwarf, or a beast of some kind? Nulazag looks to the black woman. She says, he's a human, although he's oh. also a polar bear. That's interesting. Do we have a visual description or maybe a picture of him? Last known whereabouts address? She hands you a like Harry Potter photo moving video paper style illusion. Because if you can make illusions, you can make a move, right? And it's a... Let me read his description to you. 45-year-old human, 5 foot 11, 240 pounds, brown eyes, orange hair, dark tan skin from being outside all day. And now you know because she's told you that during a full moon, he is also a polar bear. Okay. So, uh, and he, both a and human he pigs? Oh, sorry. No, no, please, go ahead. Oh, and he killed pigs? How many pigs? About 120. Ooh, that's a lot. I do have strong opinions about people killing more than they can eat. I mean, we are not certain that he could not eat them. He is a polar bear, after all. Maybe he ate all of them. Mm. The black woman speaks to you and says, My concern is that he's taking them to sell them, because a full pig sells for a lot of money. <gasps> My name is Jennifer Lelieve. And I'm with the district attorney's office. We're hiring outside help, you, fire-breathing kittens, because the cops can't be trusted to investigate one of their own. Booked him for all of one hour before they released a suspected murderer out on bail. Undoubtedly, his friends on the force gave him a chance to clear his name. I see. Do we know where he is now? She hands you a map. Uh, this map is... Very easy to read, especially for Wing, who is an expert tracker. You're good at the finding stuff. And for you, this map is one of... It's very well made. You can tell that she is a diligent and meticulous person about her job, at least. You can find Pfefferl Porcine products. You see that it is technically in the city of Nikimoy's jurisdiction, but you notice that it's practically in Rhett's wood. Actually, would I recognize that because it was written on the map? No, no, it's pictures. It's like a big picture, and it's got, like, trees. It's in the trees part of Nikimoy, basically in Ratswood. Okay, good. I can do pixies. I can do pixies very well. Does she also perhaps have maybe, like, a piece of cloth that she has used to clean this person before? I have great, uh, great experience from the past with, with cleaning rags. Unfortunately, I didn't work with him directly. Everyone who did can't be trusted. They might hand you a rag with the wrong scent on it entirely. The cops are covering for him. That's why you have to be discreet on bringing him back. 
A cop going AWOL and stealing and killing to make their own fortune is not good for the town's reputation. Return Cyrus to us alive so we can question him and find out why he snapped. Understood. And we assume he went back to the scene of the crime? That's our working assumption. We checked his house and he's not there. And when you say he killed 120 pigs, we did not find the carcasses of the 120 pigs, correct? Correct. He stole them probably to take to market. They're worth a lot of money. Honestly, the bounty for bringing in Cyrus is one-tenth of his 100,000 gold bail bond. But if you find those pig bodies, I mean, 120 pigs in a market, I'm expecting that that... Let's just say we're paying you well because we want to pay you more than the pigs would bring in. So that's why you're getting one-tenth of the bail bond. Understood. Fair enough. We know how this works. We pay you, you do a good job. We don't pay you well enough, you don't do a great job. I take offense to that. I have worked for free before because I didn't understand how money worked. How dare you? (laughs) I'm only taking this job if there's glory at the end of the road. That's actually two streets over, but we can visit there later. <laughs> Agreed. Well, let's get going, troop. All right. No problem. Uh, are we heading to, um, what was that location on the map called? Something Woods or Meadow? Mm, yeah. So Wing knows this. Nikimui is next to Rhett's Wood. Oh, Rhett's Wood. Mm-hmm. Okay. It has the pictures of the red trees. Look at that. It has scribbles oh, on the red. Oh, okay. Yes. And what was the name of the, the, the farm? Pfefferl. F-E-F-F-E-R-L-E. Pfefferl Porcine Products. And that's a farm? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pfefferl Porcine Products. I mean, farm. Seems to me like we got to branch out into like pig farming. Seems to be a lot of money involved in there. Oh, maybe, huh? Maybe when I retire. You will retire with all your glory to a pig farm. That'll be a glorious retirement. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so where are we heading to first? I say we just go straight there. All right, let's go. All right, we proceed to follow the map and uh, head towards the porcine factory. Excellent. Wing, now you specialize in navigation and going to places. Would you say that is the survival skill? Uh, yes, uh, if I'm tracking people, it's the survival skill. Am I tracking people? Yeah, you're on the trail. <laughs> All right. Well, since I am tracking a, uh, a well, mostly human. Well, it's it's both human and beast, so I'm, I'm guessing that's both of my specialties. So uh, yes. that would normally give me uh, advantage on my survival tracks to check them. Absolutely. All right. A, uh, a 17. You make a speedy and direct trip right to Pfefferl Porcine Products. And your two teammates know that they're with the right person. Couldn't have made it better there any other way. Just went right as the crow flies. All right. So the road. So you're there and you're approaching no, the no. property. Right as oh. the Covidian flies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're now approaching Pfefferl Porcine Products. Okay. The road to Pfefferl Porcine Products is wide, flat, packed earth between corn and soybean fields. You pass fields and fields of one-foot-tall young plants. It's early spring, and the crops are just starting to grow. Off in the distance, trees of a forest, which you know is Rhett's wood, sway in a gentle breeze under the blue sky. 
There looks to be some sort of pond or lagoon over there, too. The road leads you to a series of farm buildings, and everybody's got a pen or a writing utensil of some kind, so you can write this down if you'd like. There are four giant metal silos. Say yes when you've got that written down there. I don't just, like, awkwardly stare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got yes. it, got it. Okay. Four giant metal silos. Three long, one-story rectangles with no windows. Three long, one-story rectangles with no windows. Mm-hmm. And then... Got it. Wing and Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Excellent. And a two-story square with no windows. Just one of those? Just one of those. These people live in, live in geometric shapes. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a cylinder, um, four cylinders, three rectangles, a single square, and a fancy ranch house. I, I start looking around for giant recta- rectangle, uh, round, and uh, odd long shaped uh, holes in the ground where maybe a god was like putting the buildings in or something. Should we be judging these people for not having windows for the pigs? Well, that is strange. No windows. Can, can I roll an inside to see if pigs prefer an outside uh, view in their household? You can roll a nature check, and I'm proud of the druid. I'm giving you inspiration for role-playing druidly. Good job. Aw. I like that you're immediately disturbed by the farm. You're like, what? <laughs> this is not natural. <laughs> yeah, something felt artificial about this place. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, wing nature check. Let's see how you feel about pigs' feelings about windows. Oh, it's a five. They probably have, like, posters of the outside or something. <laughs> They're fine. All right. And those are your destinations. You can go to any of those that you would like. The four giant metal silos, the three long, low, one-story rectangles with no windows, the, the square with no windows, and then the fancy ranch house. So are there any pigs left, or did he take every pig? Do a perception check. Oh, I'm good at those. Uh, it's a 12. You do not perceive any pigs around you, but with a 12, you notice that some of these crops are trampled. Hmm. Okay. I slumped down on the ground feeling sad. I, would, I wanted to see a pig. Do we hear anything, like, on the farm? Any animals? Any machinery? Do a perception check. I got an 18. With an 18, you're very certain that there are no workers, which is very strange. Like, you did a good job looking around. You poked your head, like, around corners and stuff. There's no workers. This is very odd. So would you say this place is silent as the grave? <laughs> Ghost farm? Oh, not another haunted quest? <laughs> All right, guys, there's no workers. Uh, what's the closest building to us? Maybe we could go there first. The ranch house. The ranch house? Okay. What do you guys say? I suspect that's the most likely place anyways for a human to be staying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess we'll head straight to the ranch house. Do we have a formation we want to go? Any order? <laughs> you uh, you see a uh, wing on the back of Nugget with, uh, with his large bazooka cannon in his hand. I am the artillery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be the front lines. Uh, Simon, where do you want to stand? I'll, I'll follow right behind you. Let's go. And I guess we'll march our way towards the farmhouse. <laughs> Just 
three adventurers walking in a line. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you guys are prepared for battle already. That's good. Like you've got your senses are heightened. You're paying good attention. You've collected some clues already. Excellent. You're doing a great job, investigators. You. There's a were. There's a were bear. A were polar bear. So that's kind of scary. Ooh, ooh. If if the if if my my good friend uh, Mister Balpator is close to the door, I would like to uh, walk up next to him and uh, look at look at him, and he will stick out his tongue in a blep. Yeah. And that's me casting guidance on you. You have a one d four on the next <laughs> ability ooh, check. Right on. Yeah. I, it, it's daylight, correct? Yes. I suspect we are not going to encounter a polar bear at this moment. Oh, only at night? During the full moon, right? Full moon? Okay, so the, the laws of the wear curse still applies. Okay. Okay, good. And I guess, uh, are we at the door? Yes. Nugget is blepping at you. You have received guidance, and you are all three of you, and with Simmond a little bit behind, I guess, so are on the... um, Okay, so the ranch house. The house is painted white with a big wraparound porch and black shutters prettily dressed around every window. Uh, I walk up to the door, and then I'll kick the door. Okay, make a to-hit roll. Okay. 13. Absolutely hits the door. Roll damage. I Uh, think unarmed, correct me if I'm wrong, wing, that's a d4. Um, I'm going to rest a hand on his shoulder and say, I have faith in you. (laughs) I roll a d4. (laughs) Okay, roll 2d4 because of Simmons' help. Yes! Oh, a four and a one, so a five. That's five damage. The door has a foot-shaped hole in it as the lock is, because it's not obscene damage the door doesn't like fly open doesn't like burst the door off its frame but it does break a hole in this door absolutely <laughs> and uh, while my foot's stuck foot, please, i'm shouting yeah. roll a strength <laughs> i shout from throw. the other side okay let's see if your foot is stuck i'm like that. shouting on the other side fbk open up <laughs> but my foot's stuck through the door <laughs> Miss, mr um, Volpetor, don't you feel kind of bad like first they had all the pigs stolen and now you're doing property damage to them is this is this yeah, the glory? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know if um what's to say Cyrus is in here. What if he's keeping them captive? So, um uh, what strength saving check? Yes, your foot is in a door. Okay. Okay. Oh man, strength is not my best. Uh 8. Your foot is still in the door. Oh. <laughs> um good sir, may I help you? <laughs> Please. You, how much do you weigh exactly? Uh I am 165 pounds. Ah. Can can Simon just pick him up and gently remove him laterally from the door? Yes. Do a strength saving throw, Simon. <laughs> sure. Oh, can we do the thing where Great it's... Great start. Where it's Balpato in the front, Simon pulling him in the back, and then it's it's Nugget uh, behind Simon pulling Simon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, I rolled a 19, so I don't think we'll need it. Uh, what is my strength? Plus two, so 21. Balpator, with a pop sound, your foot pops out of the door, and you all stumble back, Nugget, Simmond, and Valpator, ah! a few steps from the door. <laughs> but you made plenty mm-hmm. of sound. So it does, it opens now with the hole in the door and everything. And this man, he <laughs> looks down at the door 
kind of in disbelief. He is an elderly dwarf wearing a white business suit. And he looks at the door and he looks at you. And <laughs> then he sees your tattoos. I show him my knuckle, my left knuckle. Okay, <laughs> which doesn't look threatening at all. He seems like the sort of person who is very smart. And he immediately puts it together. Ah, uh, this is the guild famous for burning everything down and, and breaking the doors. Makes sense. So he smiles and clasps his thick hands together. He says, Ah, special investigators, he says in a southern accent. Welcome. <laughs> he holds the That's door. That's us. <laughs> he holds the door open and steps aside for you. Positively identifying the fire-breathing kittens, <laughs> gesturing that you make yourselves comfortable in a sitting room with plush sofas, a fireplace, and a cushy rug on the hardwood floor. So, uh, I'm giving the DM the look with, uh, I know what you're doing here, look. Can it possibly, uh, is there a chance that I might recognize who this is? Just me or anyone in the party, just, you know. Roll a history check. Okay. I'm good at All those. All of us, or just... <laughs> just wing. Okay. It was almost a natural one. would have been kind of funny, but it's at 13. Yes. You recognize this person. Okay. Hmm. Oh, well, I'll just write in on the back of Nugget with my, uh, with my bazooka in my hand. You know, just casually. <laughs> um, first, I'll like to apologize about the door. Um... We didn't get a lot of information about the situation, and we're, po you know, we're, we were considering uh, possible hostages. Maybe we're at stake, but uh, looks like it's calm here. Um, who you may, who, what's your name? <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Uh, I understand entirely. That's why I'm glad you're on the case. My name is Yasuhiro Singh, but please call me Yas. All right, Yas. Um. Are you aware polar bear by any chance? Or have you? Oh no, sorry, no, wrong question. <laughs> have you seen a wear polar bear by any chance? <laughs> My employees informed me about the wear polar bear situation that he had been locked in jail for all of an hour before being released out on bond. So I took the understandable precaution of staying here in my home and have sent my employees, most of them, to theirs. Well, that's good. You know, safe employees. <laughs> yeah, and then a teenager quietly enters the room and sets a tray of tea and cookies on the coffee table. Oh. There are still a few people. They're just in here. Oh, thank you. Can I ask what, uh, what, what, what species is this teenage helper? Human. Yeah. Okay. And um, how is this human dressed? They're wearing a black button-up shirt and black pants. Okay, so it kind of looks like a server. Hmm. The dwarf in the white business suit sits comfortably on a, almost like a king's armchair, and settles his meaty hands together on his lap and says, I have been told by my employees that Mr. Miller stole an entire harvest of pork. It pains me to say that he may also be connected to the disappearance of our general manager. Have you seen anything suspicious around the area? The police seem to think that he might be back here on the premises. I have not left my house, 
And uh, my the person who would tell me about what is suspicious and what is not, my general manager, is missing. Hmm. General mas- manager is missing? Yes, Myrtle Anderson. Normally quite reliable. She hasn't been seen since the day before yesterday. Perish the thought she was connected to the stolen herd. We are making no assumptions. At this time, we'd prefer that you treat the investigation as a missing persons case separate from Mr. Miller's theft. Is there uh, a chair, like, directly across from this person? Yes. Okay. I'll just sit down there, resting my bazooka on my lap, and just be quiet. <laughs> so you don't want us to find Myrtle Anderson? Or you do? I do, and I would appreciate it if you kept your mind open to the possibility that her case is entirely separate from Mr. Miller's theft. Oh. Does that mean okay. that you are asking to pay us separately for the return of your employee? It could be negotiated, yes. If you return to her alive and well, I would be most grateful. And when you say that it's a separate case, are you saying that it's unrelated to the polar bear? At this time, I would prefer to have that peace of mind. I cannot imagine that she was involved. I believe he's trying to tell us that he would like us not to notify the authorities when we find his employee. Ah, Simon. Good one. And I believe he was uh, indicating some form of generosity if we were to do so. Simon produces a fancy quilled pen and a parchment of paper. Ooh, yeah, you slide across the table all all like shyly and he like, yeah, like he writes a number down. He writes a number down. Oh, yeah. We. We believe in contracts here. <laughs> and, and a signature right there on that line. He signs it, Yasuhiro Singh. S-I-N-G-H. And I'll just give a, a big wink to Yas. Separate. Yeah. Yes. So, so that is just this a is... DM note. 10,000 is one-tenth of the bounty. And 10,000 for the safe return of Myrtle Anderson, general manager of Pfefferal Porcine Products. Yes, as long as we find no uh, no obvious indication that she is involved in any sort of foul play, we would be happy to return her directly to your establishment. I appreciate that Side greatly. Quest. <laughs> now, I assume that you have already searched your own home here and found no indication of either of them? Yes, and if you guys want to, we can fast track through the tour of the home. He shows you, I mean, it's luxurious, shall we say. This is a wealthy Act- man. Oh, actually, yeah. actually uh, I would ask him, uh, well, uh, I am a, a excellent tracker, so there might be things in the home that you've missed that I can maybe see, but mm. I don't really like, you know, the, the local residents hanging around because they kind of muck up your, you know, your crime scene, so to speak. So if if uh, if this uh, yard gentleman and uh, the helpers, if uh, if my fellow uh, fire briefing kittens could maybe escort them outside so I can do a proper investigation of the house with my tracking skills look look at companions i agree yep <laughs> do a persuasion check oh uh, who me yeah okay let's see i will uh i will look at nuggets to see if he agrees and he just does the blip to agree <laughs> and give me a d4 because <laughs> guidance Ooh, i'm gonna need a d4 i think it's a 12 persuasion. Internally, I was setting that at 13. Um, yeah, you, you're meeting some resistance from this man. He looks at you and because 
because you suggested that you be unattended in his home. He looks at you and he says, have we met? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I meet lots of people. I've been traveling around. Myself as well. I've, I've met a lot of folks in my long life. He stands up, walks over to the fireplace, and quickly and violently strikes two fire starter rods together just once to efficiently start a cozy and cheerful fire. He smiles at you. More tea? And he will not leave you unattended in his house. I would like the, the moment that he, uh, he has turned, turned towards the fireplace to activate uh, my ability to summon my Drake Companion, which also allows me to change Nugget's Attuned Element. And for the first time, I would like to change it to fire. Noted. Mm. And instead of a blue glow between Nugget skills, it's now a fiery red glow. Ooh, spicy Nugget. <laughs> it is indeed. We are now a hot wing and a spicy Nugget. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to persuade um, Yes to allow Wing to do his investigation. So that did just like, that just failed. That's what the me- it's D and D mechanics. You can't try the same thing twice. Oh really? Yeah. Oh darn it! But okay. you guys can totally escorted walk around the house. Absolutely. And I'm just going to let you know as a DM, this is you immediately get the sense that this is a show house. He doesn't actually live here. Oh. Okay. He's very, very wealthy, and he's got multiple properties. This is one of those, like, they show up, and there's a bed for them that's made and pressed by the servants, you know, houses. But not like uh, he's been here for 30 years sort of houses, you know? Like, when rich people have multiple properties. Can we ask um, the servants who are present if there are any portions of the house which are not typically accessed by... Uh, the proprietor, the property owner. Yeah. Um, do a persuasion check, and let's say that you've fallen behind a bit, so it's just you and like that person with the button-up shirt and the black pants. Yeah. Sure. Um, and what exactly do you say to them? Let's roleplay this. Uh, so I was just wondering. It really seems like this guy owns the house, but doesn't necessarily know all the details of the house, if you know what I mean, right? Seems like he's not here a whole lot. Um, Now, I know you guys who run the house. Typically, there's so many back entrances and maybe even passages to get from the kitchen to the dining room and all that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if someone might be hiding in any of those. Could you show me where those are here? Mm, Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. He or she, you're not sure what gender they are, take you to a room with a control panel. And it has an illusion, like, floating in the air, and you can see a 3D representation of the house, and it's, it's, it's the scrying spell. And you can see everywhere in the house, including in the walls and everything, and you thoroughly see, with this very expensive magical security system, that there is no one but the servants, and, and, and that's a very good investigative track, and I think that you're doing a good job investigating the house, and you are able to rest assured that there is no one here because of this incredible magic scanning system. Okay, the DM's being very nice, and it's time to leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate that you're thoroughly investigating. I was worried, because whenever you write mysteries, you're like, what if they don't care? You know, like, what if they don't care, and they just, like, walk through it, and they just, like, punch things, which is fine. But I'm very glad that I'm playing with the players that, like, I love all different play styles, and I'm very glad that in this mystery, I've got people who are curious and looking for clues and stuff, and it's satisfying. Thank you. So while Mr. Uh, 
Well, well, uh, well, Mr. Simmons is uh, away with the servant. I, I, I want to turn to uh, Balpatore and uh, kind of just lean into him and whisper, Mr. Balpatore, can you do me a yeah, what, what? can you do me a favor? Anything for glory? Yes, yes, it's it's <laughs> it's it's for glory. Yes. Uh, okay. I kind of need to return a favor to someone, but I kind of need a moment alone. Can you distract Mr. White Suit for a moment for me, please? You got it. All right, I go to Mr. Yass, and uh, I say, Mr. Yass, um, I must inspect your muscles. Can you flex for me? And then we'll, we'll go to the corner over here. I'll kind of Oh, you're going to do a persuasion check shoe. before he goes to the corner with you. <laughs> That's one of my strengths. Okay. All right. And I'll say, this is entirely related to the case. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, four plus... Nine. Thirteen. <laughs> okay, I've set the DC to thirteen for this, so meet it to beat it. Yes. Yes, he will show you his old man arms. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never underestimate the muscles of dwarves and their resilience. Can I sneak away at this moment? Yes. But I should note that Simmond and the servant are watching the dots move on the map. I am right away. not in the room right now, correct? You're, yeah, you're literally watching the house right now. So that's the story that you guys built. But yeah, Wing, go ahead. You're completely alone except that you're being recorded and watched. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> not by me, the DM. By literally, this is how... <laughs> I would like to find a, a, a quickly dart into a, a, a quiet room and just uh, fire my gun a couple of times to start a fire. You do that, and a fire starts. And actually, Simmond, I'd like to change what I told you about the scanning of the house. You know how I said that it was all good and there's no one here? I would like to change that, too. And as you watch, one of the dots breaks away from the others, goes into, what was that, a quiet room in a closet or something? Just, just I don't know, a, a study, just a, a different room. Yeah. yeah, and then you see the um, blueprint that you're watching kind of like flash red a few times and say, alert, fire. Alert. Fire. That's what you see, Simmond. How do you react? I rush right over to that room on the map. <laughs> I cast fog, fog cloud in that room on the map and come walking out. Oh no, a fire! Someone must have made faulty wiring. Everybody out, <laughs> out! Oh no, Mr. Yes, we must, we must escape! And I'll, I'll just kind of pick him up, and then if I can, he is an elderly dwarf. You absolutely can pick him up. Yoink! <laughs> so yeah, that room is filled with uh, impenetrable fog. <laughs> oh no! Fire! Everybody out! Oh no! How terrible! Um, I think I actually got to run all the way to the the cornfield, one of the cornfields. Yes, Mister Simmons, we have to get the servants. Where are the servants? <laughs> Simmond is going to walk into that room. Okay, you are in a room. There is a fog cloud and there is a fire. The fire has doubled in size. Uh, I am going to pull out my water skin and use shape water to shape the water into a spray over the area that the heat is emanating from. How much water does the water skin do? Are we talking like a glass of water? Like a gallon. I th- I, although I should really get the flask of endless water. That should be a thing. Yeah. That's like 30 gallons. Oh, I have that. Oh. <laughs> but I'm, my arms are occupied, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, where are you? 
Oh, I'm at the cornfield now with uh, <sighs> Mr. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I tried with my one gallon of water. Do I accomplish anything? I'm going to say because it was a bazooka, it wasn't a match, right? It wasn't a lighter. It was wing. It's a bazooka, right? Like, how many niche damage do those do per turn? Like, what are we talking about here that he's supposed to undo? Uh, I can do uh, uh, 1d6 plus 1d6 from uh, Nugget's uh, fire enhancement. So 2d6 fire damage with each shot. And you did like three shots? Yeah. Okay, so you roll yours and then Simon roll, I guess a, I'll give you a d4. Let's double the number you get on the d4 because water is twice as effective. Okay, so I get a d4. I will roll that. So I got like what? <laughs> so like, I got a three. So I roll like what? 66 fire damage? Okay. Ooh. All right, so Simmond, your number is doubled because it's twice as effective to use water on fire. So that's six. Okay, and wing? 19. Oh, all right, so you have removed, we've quantified this now, you have removed six of the 19 fire damage, which I think I said uh, doubled by the time you got there because that's how fire is unfortunate it grows. Um, so 19 times two, getting out the calculator. You are standing in front of a... Wing is mimicking 32. the sound of a, of a bell going off like the, the fire department would have. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> We're quantifying this. You're standing in front of something that is 32 to reduce it back down to zero. To put this fire out, you'd have to take it down by 32 points. That's uh, the size of the fire right now. What, what floor are we on? Wing? Oh, it was probably still first floor. I just, you know. Is there a window? Wing? I don't know. You you made this house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a window. Sure. Yeah. What are you going to do? I am going to open the window and climb out of it. <laughs> okay. You nope. are on the first floor, so you easily exit the house. Okay, perfect. Um, is there any water in the area around me right now? There's a garden hose. Yes. Ah, I am going to take the garden hose. You feel like garden hose would be very similar to that water that you had where it's the fire is growing at a faster rate than the water could do per turn you'd say water hose is probably a d4 as well oh yeah. so even with an unlimited supply of water i the, the fire will grow faster than i can put it out there's a difference between a fire and an arson and everyone's always like how can you tell there's a difference between the growth rate of a fire and an arson there's like a in in what is it it's, i'm not dude i'm not a firefighter but like i think there's like a initiation point that's yeah anyway no am i making this up i don't know <laughs> but dnd there is today oh yeah also you opened that window which case a direct current <laughs> to the source of the fire which also helps so you, you've yeah, given it okay. it's fine he has multiple houses don't worry <laughs> i will say you're absolutely at the point where you could overcome this fire because you know it has 32 points, so and it's only going to double each turn. So if you reduce it down to two, it'll only double to four. So you could put the fire out. Oh, I will do my best to do so. Okay, what are you going to do to attack this fire? I am going to put the garden hose into... I will turn it on full blast. I will poke it into the window, and I will use continuous uses of shape water to jet the water towards where the fire is. I'm going to say you don't even need to use shape water for that. Garden hose in the window is it. doing it. Yeah. You're free. Right. Your actions are free. So your first turn, you're going to use the garden hose again. I want you to roll that same dice again and double it again. And I'm going to double 32. Um, because the fire doubled. 
each turn? Uh, so I got a one, so that's two this time. Okay, so the 64 size fire is reduced to a 62 size fire. The fire is currently at 62. <laughs> this is a very rapidly growing fire. Fire's double. Wow. <laughs> it takes so one this minute. Is, this is not going to work. Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Simmons, have you gotten out? We got all the servants. Are you okay? You don't have any spells. You, you don't have any way to... You're a druid who loves nature who can't put a fire out? Um, I don't have a ton. Or actually, wait. I do have one. You're like the worst Smokey the Bear ever. Please don't start a fire. Uh, I have very little water magic. Okay. Let me just see um, here. I'm glad that you're outside, though, so you don't die from this. Uh-huh. This is fine. This is what we do. We're fire-briefed kittens. We burn down houses. Hello, Mr. Bobetor. <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> All right, I can create <laughs> like with a... the smoking bazooka on my shoulder, just the smoking gun. <laughs> this is normal. I can create a sphere of water five foot in radius and make it hover to where I want. When the spell ends, the sphere falls to the ground and extinguishes all normal flames within thirty feet of it. Holy cow! What spell is this? What level is this? It's a high level spell. Burn, burn the slot here. Wow! Nice. So I will go ahead and cast that. Yeah, what's the name of that the spell? Watery Sphere. Dang, that is perfect. for. All right, I do that. Absolutely. And it says, yeah, it doesn't even have like a damage it does. It's just specifically designed for putting out fires. Holy cow, we burned a fourth really level spell, you guys. It's more of a hold spell. I'm allowed to uh, hold people within that sphere and move yeah. them around. Oh, wow. And restrain them. So it's yeah. more for that. Well, 30 feet, I would say, is, and it's um, within 30 feet of it, and it is mm -hmm. itself, what, five feet or something like that? It's, yeah. Exactly. Five foot So radius. that's a 60 foot circle, 65 foot circle. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's five feet and it's within 30 feet of it and that's radial direction. So I would say that there's no way the room was bigger than 60 feet, right? There's no closet yeah. or study that is bigger than 60 feet, so... Dang, burning a fourth level spell slot. Simon the firefighter kicks butt. <laughs> but you know, water damage damages houses too, so don't worry, Wing. Yeah, it, it does. It, uh, Simon inspects the house for damage. There is so much water damage. Balbator's just happy because the hole on the door looks like small damage now compared to the fire. So, <laughs> can Simon go and find. Uh, yeah, I'm just smiling. Oh man, absolutely. So you join your friends in the field. You've got Wing being like, "That's right, water damage." You've got Balbator being like, "What door problems? There's no door problems." Then <laughs> <laughs> you've got Yas who just turns around to look at the house now, having been rushed outside, carried in Balbator's arms. This elderly dwarf in a white business suit turns around and looks at Wing, and does I mean, does. Does Simon, does Simon tell us that he put out the fire? I, I think you guys saw it, right? Like the, the fourth level 60 foot water mm. apps. Yeah. Yeah. Look, came out the window, you know. Yeah. You know, I specifically ask because if he tells that, uh, you, you see a wing being very ready to start shooting, shooting at the house <laughs> with his bazooka again. It's like, ah! He's got crazy, <laughs> crazy bird eyes. <laughs> So if anybody wants to stop him, now is the time. 
Wait, is he is he like on berserk mode or something? What's going on again? Chick chick. Oh, the bazooka. <laughs> Let's I see. Got kick my bazooka. All right. I okay. see this ass. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to approach Yas and say, you know, I don't know what happened. Very sorry, but I did manage to get the fire put out. You really might want to have an electrician look into this. You really might want to look into your friend and like subtle nods at your berserker rage bazooka carrying fluffy penguin person fire <laughs> okay i Ooh. think i'm going to pull out my uh endless uh, decanter of endless water and i'm gonna cool down wing and i'm gonna i think i have three <laughs> options i have a stream which produces one gallon of water fountain which produces five gallons and then geyser which produces 30 gallons uh do it and what it does is yeah as a bonus action while holding the decanter you can aim the geyser at the creature uh well wing uh from 30 feet of you the target must succeed on a third dc 13 strength saving throw or take 1d4 bludgeoning damage and fall pro uh so yeah that's what i'm gonna be doing uh, I would choose to. Ooh. I want to choose to fill that uh, saving throw because I like the image of just wing me like. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what it looks like when the bird's like eh, completely covered in water. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should move on from this regrettable incident. Uh, maybe let's explore the. Uh, the, the the farm buildings. Uh, I I feel like if there are still some animals here, we should have a good long talk with them. Great idea. Please feel welcome to have a look around. And uh, I think, Wing, you're at this point, the last blow is that you might be a little irritated that he seems not to care. Wow. Ooh, good perception. Burn a man's house down, this is what you get. And then he just doesn't even care. Okay, I see. I see how it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's, he seems like he might even have forgot. You're not really sure he remembers who you are. That that's okay. That's okay. He doesn't have to know. He'll remember eventually. <laughs> wow. All right. And if you guys want to know more about the wing and Yasuhiro Sing, or the Yas of Sin, uh, maybe you'll find out more in a future episode. Because now he's canon. Oh. He didn't exist right before. This was his first episode. This was his, his appearance. Yes. Yes. Also, I'm yeah. definitely not getting up. Getting up out of the pile of water. I'm taking this moment to fluff my feather and start washing myself. <laughs> Because it's a it's a bird but it's a bird's pool now, so you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I just yeah, I wanted to bring Yes into the the story canon so you can like work with Yes in the future episode. Yeah. Or burn his property down. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You want. <laughs> He's definitely gonna have to pay some money to cover anyway the damage that you guys did. So. Yes. We've got Wing taking a bird bath. We've got Simmond. Just did a really awesome, put out a massive fire. And we've got Belpator, who sets the elderly man on the ground. (laughs) All right. So we got three locations we can go. The four metal silos, the three long uh, rectangles, (laughs) one-story rectangles, and then the the one two-story farm square with no uh, windows. Um, I'm actually curious about the... The four metal silos, because, you know, no windows, and it's just a rectangle. What do you guys say? Sure. 
All right, Mr. Yass, uh, we're going to go ahead and check out the, uh, the, the, me- the, the four metal silos. And then uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> and then I just kind of guide Wing and to get out of the house. <laughs> All right, it's okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay. And Simmons is going to? I'm going to follow along. We're going to go look at the silos. Excellent. You approach the massive metal cylinders. The closest one to you is over 30 feet tall and quite wide. The sides are a wavy metal. The top tapers to a cone. A loud fan is blowing somewhere nearby. Metal U's, like the letter U or the handle on a coffee mug, at regular intervals form a ladder next to a door. Hmm. I don't know if I see a lot of hiding places here. Yeah. In order to get into these silos, we had to climb up these ladders, correct? Is that what I got from the description, DM? There's a door and there's a ladder. Now that you're looking up at the ladder inquisitively, you see another door up there next to the ladder. To a door. Oh, and then a door. Okay. And at the top, a third door at the end of the ladder. I think I'll climb up the ladder and I'll open the door. I'll put my shield behind me and my rapier away, and I'll just climb up this this ladder. Okay. And I'll just open the door. Does it have a handle, or, or do I push it in? First, which one? Where do you stop? Oh, um, there's like a middle door, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll go to the middle one first. Okay. Actually, you know, I'm going all the way to the top. All right. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll climb all the way to the top. All the way to the top. Before I, yeah, before I open the door, I have I probably have a magnificent view. What do I see? Perception check. Okay. Hoo-yah. Eleven. Nah, it's probably nothing. Oh, darn. Okay. I open the door. I don't kick it, though. <laughs> You're tugging on the spokes of a steering wheel-like door handle. It's in the middle of the door, and it's got eight spokes on a wheel. You tug on the spokes to rotate the wheel and open the door. Okay, the door opens. Inside, it is very dark. It's very bright out here because of the blue sky, and inside, because of the metal sides of the silo and the lack of windows, it's very dark. Your eyes aren't really adjusting because you're outside it, but you can tell from this disadvantaged viewpoint that the feed is like it filling a good way up the silo. You'd say the bottom door probably wouldn't have worked. The middle door might not even have worked. And that the grain is almost all the way to the top, but there's still, there's plenty of room and it looks like maybe a 10 foot drop. It's hard to, it's hard to say. Okay. Um, I do have dark vision. Do I see any, like, a safe spot to land or like the grains? I could just, okay. So with your dark vision, you're putting your head into the silo and your eyes adjust. And now with your enhanced dark vision, yeah. Okay. You, you can see that it's 10 feet down to this. You're not sure what it is exactly. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to shout uh, to Simon and Wink. Hey, guys, I'm going I'm going in the silo. I'm going to jump right in, okay? And I just jump right in. Okay. <laughs> no to Good people. Luck. Don't do not do this in real life. You will drown in the grain and die. <laughs> oh, shoot. Valpador, yes. please make a strength saving throw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. 14. <laughs> Your feet land upon the brown pellets, dried vegetable husks, and post-consumer byproduct bread heels. 
Your strength saving throw, unfortunately, you jumped. So I'm going to give you disadvantage because oh, no. you were falling with force onto a liquidized bed. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so do I have to roll again? Yes. Okay. Disadvantage. Oh, 13. Oh. Okay. All right. You don't, you don't sink too far in. You noticeably okay. sink in. But because you are able to, with great strength, rip your leg up and out, I'm going to say um, roll a d4. Okay. And uh, two. You are two feet submerged into this grain bed because of your great unnatural strength as a hero, which is different than a normal yes. human being. Don't go in grain silos. All right. So, <laughs> but I will say, everybody roll initiative. Oh, we're no. in turns. What? It's, it's the were-polar bear. <laughs> Yes, me, me the player knows how extremely dangerous uh, semi-liquid uh, solid things are to get into. <laughs> ah. I rolled a nine. A, uh, a six. All right, I got a nine. I rolled a 17, but my initiative is minus one, so 16. I guess what we'll do is we'll say that that was Belpator's, like, surprise round. And then so it's Simmond Belpator wing. So, Simmond, you are up. You... Did you make any sound, Belpator? Did you just be like, bye, jump? Yeah, I was like, bye, and I just jumped in. Okay. Without knowing that you're in turns, would you behave any differently, or how would you pass the six seconds, Simmond? And I didn't hear him calling or anything when he hit the ground? Right. He he seems to have just landed and been like, oh, squishy. (laughs) Oh, um... Simmons would probably just call up and say, how's it going? You good? Do I hear that? Yeah, you can free respond. I'm going to give you one oh, okay. free action speak for each person. I think that's fair. I was like, uh, oh, I'm I'm okay. I'm in this weird substance two feet down. Um, I am slowly. I feel like I'm slowly sinking if I move again, but I don't know. Uh, not too comfortable up here. Simmons will uh, climb the ladder as well. What is your movement speed? This is a... 30. A 30-foot high is how high canonically I have made this silo. Okay, so my movement should take me right to that opening, right? Yes, you can see in there. All right, um, what do I see? Belpador, how tall are you? Uh, I'm I'm only four feet nine. Okay, you see two feet nine of Belpador. Uh, I am going to lower a rope. <laughs> All right. Um, and that is the end of your turn. That is a yes. movement and an action. We are to Belpatore. Belpatore, please make a strength saving throw. Oh, man. I'm a dexterity-based paladin, so... Oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. The strength check has a base of DC 10, and then increases by one for each foot the creature has sunk. Um, and then it, it, we'll talk more about submersion, okay? <laughs> Wing is looking... Like, he knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that means that you please roll a d4. Oops. Three. You are now five feet submerged. What was your height? Four feet nine. That means that oh. it went from your, your knees to your waist to your chest to your, your tilt and your chin up to keep your face above. And then the tips of your fingers sink below the grain. I like to sink with my thumbs up. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wing, it's your turn. Oh wait, no, so, I'm sorry. On on Belpator's turn, Simon gets a free action with speech. <laughs> can I, is it too late to say grab the rope? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You fool! 
What do you say, Simmond, as your friend disappears beneath this post-consumer byproduct bread heel? I think I still just say grab the rope and hope that maybe he can still get it. <laughs> okay, all right. My hand's just, like, sticking around, like, trying to find this rope. <laughs> all right. Wing, that brings us to you. Simmond has called grab the rope to Balthator. So, you said there was also a door at the bottom floor, right? There is. Oh no! And I would like at level two. <laughs> I would like to open the bottom door. <laughs> There's a door elevated a few feet up off the ground with a big number one painted on it. It lacks a normal door handle, instead possessing something resembling a steering wheel. Eight spokes on a wheel in the middle of the door. If they try to turn the spokes to open the door, with each tug to turn the handle, a magical light flashes the number door three. So it's trying to tell you to open door three, uh, but you're trying to override the the nice safety system and open this door, right? Oh, yes. Do a strength ability of some kind, like athletics or your choice. Because so what's happening here is the security system is saying door three, you know, this this door is locked because there's grain behind it. You know, there's uh, brown pellets with white flecks, most likely vitamin supplements. There's dried remnants of what's left of vegetables after humans have cut off the edible portions, such as shucked husks, scraps, and stems. And there's a fair amount of post-consumer byproduct, bread crusts, muffin bottoms, whatever the residents of Nikimoy have been eating, these pigs have been eating too, is behind this door. So it, it's the system is set to not open. So when you're tugging on this door, making your strength check, what you're trying to do is override the grain silo system. So go ahead, make your strength. Yes. Can I do it together with Nuggets so he can help me? Yes. Yay! Nuggets on one side of the steering wheel looking thing. You're on the other and you're both trying to turn these spokes. This will be fine. Okay. That's good. Uh, 21. <laughs> the steering wheel rips off of the door. The entire... What? The entire door flies off. And like a waterfall of breadcrumbs, <laughs> it like explodes outward uh do a dexterity saving throw to see how you land because <laughs> this silo's emptying oh yeah I'm, I'm assuming i'm getting blown away yes <laughs> that's a lot of force <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even that strong but you know thankfully i had to uh, dug it and <laughs> uh, that's a oh uh, a 21 dexterity saving throw because i am good at those nice you ride the door. So the door is under you, and then the pellets are under the door, and you nimbly make your way to safety in the, the side, slower-moving portion of the wave of grain and feed and pig food that's coming out of the silo. And that ends your turn, right? Also, I start pecking at the feed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That was the end of Wing's turn. I think we're back to the top of the round, which is Simmond. Simmond, the grain level has suddenly started dropping, and beneath your feet, the door has flown off its hinges, and Wing is riding it to safety like a surfboard, but clinging with all of the hands. Can I see my friend in the grain yet? You see the fingers first, you know? They're scrabbling around for the rope, and the thumbs up, I'm sure. <laughs> then... Belpator's top of the head, and then Belpator, your face is now above the grain, but all of you are <gasps> dropping rapidly. You're now 10 feet below the rope. So, yes, mm -hmm. you can see your friend, and your friend is below the bottom of the rope. Or actually, wait, no, ropes aren't that. Ropes are 
long, right? Ropes are like ropes 50 are very feet. long. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're ten feet down, but the rope is fifty, right? Yeah. Can I try to guide the rope towards his hand? Yes, and I'm imagining you're in a whirlpool, a whirlpool of pig pellets. Yes. Well, I'm standing on a ledge. I am perfectly safe. Right. But Balpatora is swirling around. I'm sure there's some kind of funnel situation happening as the pig feed spirals through the bottom. This uncontrolled release. Do what you can to get the rope to your friend. Can I wet the rope and use shape water to guide it? In six seconds? I don't know. I'm going to say... I mean, you could just... Yes, sure. I don't care. Okay. Yes, I am going to spill some water on the tip of, of my rope hanging down the uh, the area, and I am going to use shape water to move it towards his hand. Balpator, your hand finds a rope. Your face is... I mean, it's, there's so much dust flying up from these pellets, I'm sure, that you're breathing in a lot of pig food, and but you have air. Your face is above the grain and the... There's like an old corn cob floating past you and like... Oh, ouch. And little bits of bread and like somebody's scraps of vegetables. Like, you know what's done when you make dinner and then there's like little pieces of vegetable you can't eat left? Yeah. Mm. And it's your turn. And there's a rope. Simon got it to you. Yeah. I think I'll grab the rope. Uh, Can I make an attempt to grab it? Yes. Okay. I'll go ahead and grab it. And then I'll... I guess I kind of climb the wall um, with my feet, Milan style, and then um, go all the way up to where Simmons at. Yes. Let's see if you make that rope grab. Okay. Uh, which ability? Or which skill? I'm going to go with athletics again, and it's because this okay. is based on a strength saving throw, because it's very, it's hard to, if you've ever been buried in sand, it's hard to move. It's very heavy. <laughs> Okay, I rolled a five, but I do have proficiency in athletics, so nine. Okay, you try your best, but this is a base DC 10, and and you just kind of hang on. (laughs) The silo drains, and Balpator hangs on. The end. Da-da-da-da, end of silo story. (laughs) The day is saved. Balpator, you didn't die in a green silo. Oh, good. Wing, you've messed up the Yas of Sin's farm even more. And Simmond, you're just the hero of the day. <laughs> Saving everybody. Saved a house. You saved a paladin. What will you save next? Hopefully nothing. I... <laughs> People need to stop being so rash. <laughs> and while you say that, you see Wing just out there seeing how flammable uh, these pellets are. <laughs> oh, no. It's for research. It's research. People. I just realized that I have um, the spell Detect Evil, and I'm not sure. Is, are where parallel, are where polar bears evil? They're not. They're not? Oh. Is anything okay. intrinsically evil? Yes. Jade <laughs> Devil's is. Right. Entire race? I thought D&D did away with that. Nope. Jade is inherently evil. Anyway, so with that, we're going to wrap up. Where polar bears are not. Uh, inherently evil but that is a good guess we're going to wrap up part one of this adventure with the <laughs> the grain silo the spiral <laughs> yeah and and we've we've tried to bring down a house it's been a good day <laughs> joining us this time we're Belpator. uh hang it in there 
like the cat on the tree branch. You're hanging on the rope. Oh, no. I love it. Wing and nugget. Just uh, your average fire briefing activities. Burn down houses, almost drowning. Good day. <laughs> and Simon the Kind. I am so ready for toddlers. <laughs> oh, um, also, speaking of toddlers, listeners. <laughs> I think a lot of people just haven't been reading a lot of reviews, but we finally got one. We got one from Bobby Boucher, username the original Waterboy. He is saying, "Let me let me just pull this up here." Very fun cast. Always nice to be able to just listen to one at a time. Great for my morning commute. Very personable. We'll continue to listen. So, I mean, clearly somebody likes us, and you like us because you're already listening, right? I hope. I don't know. You could be making fun of us, but. At some point, when you have a minute, probably while you're pooping, because, you know, we love poop jokes, <laughs> you're, you're going to have a minute to leave a review. And if you leave a review, maybe, maybe, maybe a funny review, I don't know, we will read it on air. So whatever, you know, format you're using to listen to us, go ahead and just say something. Say anything. It doesn't even have to actually be related to the podcast. If you say anything... <laughs> I will read it just for you. We just got like the two onions, a potato, some beef. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. The Druid would love to read about potatoes and onions. But yeah, just, I don't know. We like our fans. Interact with us, Send us us your favorite recipe. Yeah. That works. (laughs) We will probably work that. We will probably work making that into an episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We are joined again by Balpador. Here I am. Simon the Kind. Me too. And Wing and Nugget. Hello. I'm going to roll a dice. And then I'm going to write down the number. Okay. This number is written down, so you all see. I'm holding it. Everybody roll a d20. 19. 16. Eight. The number was... 
Uh, it's me. <laughs> okay. Can the person who's closest to the number three tell us what happened last time? Yes, previously on Fire Breathing Kittens. Simmond, Wink, and Balbator were in the guild hall with uh, Nulises and um, a town guard named Jennifer. And there's been a situation where 120 pigs were killed and their carcasses taken, uh, possibly to be sold at the market. And so we were hired to go find these pigs and this possible suspect, Cyrus Miller, who is a human, wear polar bear. So as we head to the farm, we break into the farmhouse and we meet uh, Yasu Hiros Hirsing, right? Yasu Hirosing. <laughs> or Yas, for short. And he also tells us the situation about how um, the pigs were taken, but and all the employees, except for except for one, uh, this this um, this helper or the server, uh, and Yas were the only ones at this farm, uh, as seen with Simon through the security magical security camera. Uh, we decide to investigate uh, the house first, and uh, Balbator was trying to distract Yas. While Wing uh, actually got hold of his bazooka and started firing around the house, causing flames to ablaze and confusion to arise, possibly from from a a past that they may know each other. But um, anyway, uh, Yas and Balbator exits out the house while Simon takes out the fire. After the situation calmed, we head to the one of the metal silos and uh, Balbator living in the mountains and not being too familiar with farms and uh, in, in the industrial age, he jumps right into the silo and begins drowning in an unglorious way. Uh, and Simon came to the rescue, uh, pulling him out uh, with the rope. And so that's where we left off. Excellent recap. Yes. So you are all standing in a ranch, there are four giant metal silos, three long, low, one-story rectangles with no windows, a two-story square with no windows, and a fancy ranch house. You are, um, you're all just kind of like standing near the grain silo. There's a bunch of post-consumer byproduct around you, like the bottoms of muffins after people have eaten the top. <laughs> Various things people don't want to eat, but... Maybe you shouldn't go to the landfill. Maybe you should feed it to pigs. It's all around you. And some pellets with vitamins. All right. I am not doing that again. <laughs> um, and we just see, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's just the three other silos around us, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if we'll find answers here. Uh, we could head to um, the three long one-story rectangle buildings... Yes, uh, what do you let's say? do that. I suspect that's where they keep the pigs. We head there now. Do you go to the first, second, or third? Uh, let's go to the first one, I guess. Which one is closest to the trampled plants? Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. The third. Ooh. How about we go to the third, guys? Agreed. And then uh, we head to the third one. Is there like a door? You approach... The long, low building, the third one. 
Before you can reach it, the door to this building catches in a wind, ripping open and slamming shut with a bang. That's not a good sign. Mm, Can we open it? Yes, very easily. Okay, I open it. Pulling open the door to the long, low, one-story rectangle building with no windows. You open it to a stone-floored, mostly bare entry room with stone walls, a counter, a line of rubber boots near the door, a sink, and a toilet stall. It's just barely big enough to fit you all, party, and there's a door on the right wall. Hmm. Not what I expected. I guess open the other door. You do so. Again, the floors are a gray stone. On your right, there is a stone half wall at waist height, creating a hallway whose ground slopes upward to a raised door, about a foot from where the normal floor would be, maybe two. This hallway is loud with the sound of fans. On your left is yet another door. Hmm. There are no animals in this room, correct? Correct. Hmm. What do you guys think, right or left? Hmm. Before we go further, can I use a detect magic, maybe just to be safe? Yes. Okay. Uh, level one <clears throat> divination. Um, I'm going to detect magic. Uh, do I sense any uh, faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic? Yes. You sense abjuration spells protecting the, the building. You sense enchantment spells on the doors so that they auto-open. You sense divination spells. There's scrying, but only on the... uh, It's outside of this raised door. It's like on the outside of the building. So like, if something were to approach that raised door, that would be caught on the scrying. There's no other magic. Okay, nothing unusual, so... Nothing unusual? This is like this is like arch level amount of magic for pigs. <laughs> Sounds like uh, magic technology to me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's not get into the pig farming business. This seems like a lot of extra magical work. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. This, I mean, there's big money in agriculture. Mm. I don't know. I'm kind of curious what that upper door is. The raised one to the right. Do you open it? Yeah. Okay. You open that door. And you see a paved area, like um, how there was flat earth tamped on the way here so that a vehicle could approach right outside. And you're at approximately the height that a truck bed would be. Um, what do we see in this room? This is the outside. Oh, we're outside. Okay. Yeah. Well, this door opens up to the outside. It is a, a like a tamped earth so that vehicles could ride on it. And you're a, about at the height of a... Uh, a cart bed, like the first moment of the game of Skyrim. When you're inside the back of that cart, you're about that height. Hey, you're awake. Um, can I can I do like a perception check if I see any footprints or like a survival check? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll do a survival since I... Nine, oh, no. 12 plus 4. 16. Okay. You're looking forward, and actually, this part, the outside part, doesn't have any footprints. But inside, in that hallway, you see a bloody hoof print in that hallway oh, that you were just no. in, like behind you. Bloody paw print, you said? Similar to a paw, but it's a pork. Uh, sorry, that's the eating term. It's a pig oh, hand. Like a, it's a hoof. Pig hoof. Yep. Okay. 
All right. That trotter. How about does it cause does it create a trail? Maybe we it's can a follow. Single it. hoof. Oh, just a single hoof. Oh, yeah. Darn. The ground is stone and it's kind of porous and it's not conducive to keeping marks. It's not like a smooth linoleum. Okay. I guess we can. I guess we can go back. Back in. Yeah. Maybe try that left door. Yep. All right. And then I uh, open it. Yep. They open the door. I'd like all of you to make a perception check. Okay. Ooh. 14. I got a natural 20. Ooh. Uh, 21, but natural 20. So. Okay. <laughs> wow. So first, Belpatora, I'll describe what you see, and then the other two are going to see more. Okay. Belpatora, the door opens to a very long building with a far wall way off in the distance. The far wall has five floor-to-ceiling circles of light in it, fans, spinning. The door opens onto the rightmost wall of this long room. A metal fence parallel to the right wall stretches back to the end of the room with the fans in the distance, turning the floor the door opens upon into a hallway. On the left of that metal fence are fenced rectangular pig pens about 30 feet wide and 100 feet deep. And there's, you can count like five pig pens down, but then it gets kind of hard in the distance. They're 30 feet wide, yeah. The other two can see and hear more. Mm-hmm. And actually, for this particular building, you see that none of these pig pens have closed gates or pigs. There is a metal fenced rectangle in the middle of each pen. Looking up, a pipe extends from that metal rectangle up into the ceiling, and it is shaped like a feed trough in the middle of each pen, and a strong breeze ruffles everyone's clothing as comfortable temperatured air flows down to the fans that make up the back wall. Mm-hmm. The side of the building that you're on has holes for air. Okay. There are no pigs in this building. All right. And we've, we've walked down the line. We've inspected all of the pig pens. There's no evidence of any hiding people in any of them as well. Correct. Okay. Now that you're standing on the pig pens, the floor has planks spaced just far enough apart for poop to fall through, but just close enough together so their feet don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. How, does, how, how does it smell? Clean. Oh, okay. Too clean. Should we inspect the other two buildings? Or, yeah, the other two of these buildings similarly? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, they do that. You head to... Now, that was the third of these buildings, near the trampled crops. Mm-hmm. Do you want to head to the first or the second building? The first one. Okay. Yeah, let's head there. And we do, we do the same thing. Okay. You approach the building's door. It is locked and tightly closed. What is it made oh. of? Metal. Hmm. Hmm. And there's and no windows. No windows. Is there a doorknob? Yes. Okay. Is there a keyhole? Yes. Ah, well, then this is easy. Um, I I assume I would have refilled my water skin with the hose back there. Um, <laughs> there was I take, a hose. Yes, there was a hose. <laughs> I take a small amount of water and guide it into the um, the keyhole using shape water and then freeze it into that shape inside the keyhole. 
Bellator applauds. This is what this spell is made for. <laughs> Does the door open? Give me a second. Oh, okay. She's looking up whether I'm allowed to do this. <gasps> no, I'm looking up what the inside of a lock looks like, because I don't know. Oh. What um, does the inside of a lock look like? Usually okay. there's right. a barrel. I have looked up with... the inside of a lock. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with it now that I'm looking at a picture. Mm-hmm. And that's not how locks work. They've got these pins, and the pins each have to be pushed to the right height to turn the cylinder. So I'm going to uh-huh. show you a picture of the inside of a lock. There's, I'm looking at springs, drivers, keys, and pins in the cylinder. And that is not how a lock works. Yeah, you you fully fill it with water, but you have to partially fill the specific locations that have to be filled to apply pressure to the right pins. Mm. I could just pick it if you want. Oh, sure. Do that. Oh. <laughs> well, the lock is frozen now. How am I supposed to pick it? <laughs> I use shape water to remove the water from the lock. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give me a couple minutes. I have to make lock picks. Wait, so you don't have any? Oh, I always make my own. I, I don't actually have thieves tools, but I am very good at recreating them. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, in real life, if you own thieves tools, that itself is a crime. So making your own in the spur of the moment is how you avoid crimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I do it to avoid the crimes. Yes, that is <laughs> that is why I do it. <laughs> I will I will buy them at some point, but I have not gone down uh, around to do this. Uh, I would like to use my uh, uh, let's see. I got Smith tools, forgery kit. Yeah, I would like to use my Smith tools to just uh, you know make some make some make, try and make some lock picks. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've seen enough lock picking lawyer videos. If you guys want to check that out on YouTube. Genuine oh, yeah, plug. Good. I just, I yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that you can. The word is rake, R A K E, a lock, and they open for some reason, like in real life. So, yeah, the lock pick that you create is simple and effective. Nice. Sweet. Go ahead and try to use that that raking tool. All right. I am not actually proficient with lockpicks, but luckily <laughs> I have some gloves that help me and also a very good deck score. So even without being proficient, I still have a plus nine. <laughs> All right, let's have a looky here. <laughs> uh, 18. Yeah. The lock pops open like you used a key. I, I, I have an extra rake if someone wants it. Apparently it's illegal to have this. How? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we'll um, walk in, and if it's the same building as number three, we'll we'll do the same uh, routine. I will take you through the rooms. Again, the floors are a gray stone. There is a stone counter, a line of rubber boots near the door, a sink, and a toilet stall. It's just barely big enough to fit you all party, and there's a door on the right wall. Mm-hmm. Dang. More, uh, more non-flammable stone, eh? All right. <laughs> All right. Maybe, um, I guess we could move on to the third one if there's nothing here. Or the the next one. This is a, a room with a door on the right wall. Oh, I, I think a, she's saying we can't speed walk through all of them and wait for something different to happen. Oh. So, yes, okay. we open the next door. Yes, please. Got it. The door opens to a, a stone half wall at waist height, creating a hallway whose ground slopes upward to a raised door. This hallway is loud with the sound of fans. On your left is another door. Okay. Open the left door, please. Okay. 
As the door opens, pigs scatter off into the recesses of the first Whoa. pen. Their trotters stepping nimbly on the plank space just far enough apart for poop to fall through, but just close enough together so their feet don't get stuck. About a hundred pigs crowd together at the far wall away from you in the first pen. Again, these are 30 feet long pens. Hiding behind a fenced rectangle in the middle of the pen. Looking up, a pipe extends down from the ceiling to the feed trough in the middle of each pen. A strong breeze ruffles your clothing as comfortably temperatured air flows down to the fans that make up the back wall. Bark! I run in and try to catch a pig. <laughs> you run in! The pigs have unfortunately been in a, a, basically a box that makes capturing them very easy. You catch a pig. It can move about two feet before it encounters other pigs. So what do you do with your pig? I put it in my bag of holding. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, it's a two-foot opening on a bag of holding, and this is about a five-foot pig. So um, describe the strength check that you're doing to shove a pig into a bag of holding. Well, you know, if actually, it doesn't... Animal handling. Animal handling. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, I'm actually pretty good at those. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's see. Uh, 22. <laughs> The pig voluntarily goes in the bag. Oh, wow. Hey, I, have, I have pig. Just remember, you can't keep it in there too long. So, I have a question. What does a, what does a grown pig weigh? These are eight weeks on feed, so about 70 or 80 pounds. Okay, that fits. Add item pig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the druid is like, what is going on? <laughs> so I feel like this. So the these does this do these pigs appear to appropriately fill the space here? Yes, there could not be more pigs in this pen. This is probably not where they were stolen. Then, mm, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we try the next building? Yeah, I mean, nothing suspicious here. Yeah, Just I feel a like normal pig pen. Let's make sure that the next building looks like this, and that tells us that the first building we checked was the one that the pigs were stolen from, and that's where we need to look for clues. Agreed. Okay. Yes, yes, that's smart. He is large. That's why he has large brain. <laughs> <laughs> the other pig building is basically identical to this one. There's pigs in it. Gotcha. So no All pigs right. left in the building that they were taken from. They took the entire flock. <sighs> Okay, so can I go back to the first building we were in, the, the, the building number three? Yes. Can I inspect for any kind of living material? Any weeds growing in the hay, any mice, any insects, anything like that? There is no hay. There are no weeds. Okay, no insects or mice? No, the floor is like wooden planks with enough hole for like an iPhone to fit through, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not enough space for like a pig hoof to fit through i want to cast oh sorry i want to cast um my paladin skill the one where i smell evil um <laughs> i'm trying to find it here <laughs> divine sense mm. uh, yeah well, read oh, that yeah. yeah and what it does is oh there it is okay the presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a nauseous odor and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears as an action you can open your awareness to detect such forces until the end of your next turn you know the location of any celestial 
fiend, or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. You know the type. Celestial, fiend, or undead of any being whose presence you sense, but not their identity. Um, Okay. There are zero celestial fiends or undead within your radius. Okay. So nothing really... In fact, you see no creatures within okay. your radius. There's nothing in this barn. Dang. And now you know there's nothing underneath the floorboards in the poop water. Mm. Mm. That is a celestial fiend or undead. Can I... Can I go outside and talk to the plants in the field? Ooh. Yes. Okay. If you can uh, talk to plants. I mean, can you talk to plants? <laughs> I can talk to plants, of course. Oh, I joined him in this conversation. <laughs> I can actually talk to plants as well. <laughs> With Staff of the Woodlight, I don't even need to use a spell slot for it. I can just use three of my charges here. I'll mark that down. Three charges from Staff of the Woodlands to uh, cast Speak With Plants. Nice. Uh I imbue all the plants within 30, meet of, 30 feet of me with limited sentience and animation, and they can communicate with me and follow simple commands. Can plants see? I googled just the weirdest things during a game. What's the inside of a lock look like? Can plants see? Okay. <laughs> can plants I mean, this see? This enables them to even go so far as to perform tasks at the GM's discretion. Absolutely. Ooh. These plants, uh, what did you say? They can talk to you? Yes. Okay. All right. These plants can talk to you. Which plants are you targeting? Um, it's all plants within 30 feet. So I'm standing outside in that trampled area and just asking the plants at large what happened. Yeah. How do they respond? I think most of them are... You ever talk to people after a marathon where they are low energy and kind of grumpy and they're in a lot of pain? Yeah. These, these, this is the plants of people after a marathon. <laughs> Even the ones to the side of the um, path that aren't trampled? The not trampled ones are fine. Okay. What are they saying about what happened? What did they, okay. what did they perceive happening in this area? All right. So I looked up whether or not plants can see. <laughs> Some of them are photosensitive. And plants can, quote, see their neighbors in that they can see light reflected or transmitted from nearby plants uh, that have like a lower ratio of red light to far red light. The ability of plants to detect red light, far red light, and their changing closeness to their surroundings is all pretty standard. Okay. So they do plants have vision. Um, yeah. So there's this vine. If you guys want to look this up, there's like a mimic vine and it is the shape of the leaf of the tree that it's growing on. So it'll have a different shaped leaf for the different trees that it grows on. What? I think they can see. Yeah, weird true facts about plants. So I'm going to say that, yes, they can see reflected light. Yes. Plants have eyes. All right, so you asked them, what did you see? Yes, what happened here? Okay, it was nighttime, the plants say to you. (laughs) Okay, what else? I was trampled so many times. So many sharp tramples. They cut through my stems and my leaves sharp tramplings by big big things ow did we see any of the humans with them no bipedal people hmm those are soft squishes those are okay this was sharp trotters ow there were no people walking through here all right you guys see simon to just kind of like this 
giant muscular blue person crouching down next to some trampled one foot tall soybeans being like hmm Mm -hmm. Um, so it sounds like it was just the pigs then did all of the tramplings happen at once or did they happen over time just one horrible half hour Mm -hmm. did you see any explosions or bright lights or hear any sounds can plants hear? I Google. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, they grow better if you give play them classical mu- classical music. I think that's a myth. <laughs> I'm trying here. Uh, I mean, I don't think plants can hear, but I don't know if they can or not. But I'm gonna go with they definitely don't understand speech, so they're not gonna like be able to tell you conversations or anything. So, what? Wait, what's the exact question you're asking these plants? If there were any loud sounds when this happened. Not particularly. All right. Can you guys think of any other questions to ask the plants? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like an hour. The sun is slowly setting in the corner. He's just like moving at plant speed, talking to his plants, hanging out. (laughs) Now, is the trampled plants, does it create like a path or is it just like portion from the field it creates path to the forest maybe we should follow it Ooh, i pulled out my rapier and sword i i also kneel down at the plants and also you speak with plants to just point at sim and to go like this guy am i right and then i walk <laughs> away <laughs> all right i think we'll head straight to that forest we'll follow the the trampled plants all right perception check oh. this is I guess for you guys, and then survival for Wing, the tracker. Huh? It's perception. I mean, if you want, I can track track the. Is if this was made by the pigs, I guess you know track the pigs since they're beasts. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think my character also has some tracking abilities. What is it? Uh, excellent memory for geography. You can always recall the layout of terrain, settlements, and other features around you. You can find fresh fruit and water. I guess there's not really anything about actual tracking. Okay. So I, what I would like to do is uh, I'm going to get on Wings uh, on Nugget's back and I will uh, try to use my survival skill to find the path that these animals took. And then I would like to, since I'm assuming they have been killed, I would like to cast Locate Objects. Since a dead animal is considered an object in 5th edition, to locate the nearest uh, pig carcass. So that'll, okay. that'll last for 10 minutes, and as soon as a pig carcass is within 1,000 feet of me, it will like, ping, like a radar, and then I know where it is. Mm. Okay. But first, survival. Okay, first survival. Survival. Do you remember how there's another building you guys haven't explored? Yes. It's fine. We yeah. should probably do that, though. So the track, well, so th- you're asking about the tracks. The tracks are that building that you haven't explored, that third building looks like there were multiple paths in and out so like like you don't really know where the feet are it's a jumble of directions it's not a clear route it's not like they went first from this place to that place some back and forth going on here and the pigs tracks through the plants also go to that building the building where there are no pigs the trampled plants and the woods so that's the survival right what was your role there 23. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, everybody do a perception check. 
17. Eight. Uh, 19. No, it's probably nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh. um, so we're following these tracks out into the woods? It's up to you guys which direction you follow first. I mean, it's probably towards the woods, right? That's where polar bears always hang out. Yeah, I would say the one from the woods, uh, or from the uh, that, that the pig building towards the woods. Yeah. You're walking through the field. Perception check. Uh, is this um, perception with eyes? Because I have an item that gives me advantage on perception checks with eyes. Used with eyes. Yes. Okay. Use your advantage. I'm going to cast guidance on him as well. Add Ooh, a nice. d4. Okay. 18 I'm gonna plus 4. I'm going to on myself. Uh, mm. 22. Okay, uh, that's a pretty good rule, but can you beat my 30? What? <laughs> Wait, and, how? <laughs> Did you get a natural 20 or something? A natural 20 with a plus 6, and uh, I had uh, a d4 from guidance was a 4, so that's a 30 total. <laughs> I perceive the face of God. <laughs> Wing, you rolled a natural 20. Is that a bird? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's definitely a a person floating in the middle of the sky. What? Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Do it does it? Do I see any like details, or does it just look like a a silhouette of like a person in the sky, floating? It looks like a mid forties, red haired, weathered, tanned man floating in midair. He's probably hundreds of feet up in the air. Hardly a speck. Hey guys. Do you also see a floating person, or is it just like the fumes from the pig feet that's messing with me? I'm glad you asked, because my item, called the Eyes of Eagle, um, allows me to make details on even extremely distant creatures and objects uh, as small. So, what do I see, DM? You can confirm mid-40s, red-haired, weathered, tanned man floating in midair, and you see that there are little wings on his boots. <gasps> I want those. <laughs> Cox bazooka, how badly you want those? <laughs> how, what's the distance? Uh, how high is he up? Oh, gosh, at least 800 feet. Oh, shoot. Ooh. Oh, that's outside my range. That's outside my jumping rage, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Dang. Uh, mm. Wing, you can fly, correct? Excuse me? Because I'm a bird? Yes. <laughs> <I would> <laughs> I, I will not take that personally, uh, but no, I cannot. Oh. Uh, can Nugget fly? Well... Technically, by the rules, actually, you can at this level, but I'm choosing not to use, let him use his fly speed until a later level for specific reasons. So I'm going to say no. <sighs> All right. One second. Well, I think we found our culprit. That's for sure. What's he doing up there is another store. Okay. Let me see here. We are level nine, so I can go up to... CR1. Ah, here we go. Giant vulture. Mm. Shapeshifting? Yep. Just pulling up the creature page. 
Here we go. Keen sight and smell with uh, advantage on perception checks. Pack tactics. Uh, Fly speed is 60. Multi-attack beak and talons. Okay. So you want to describe what's I'm just curious what's going on here. I am going to transform into a giant vulture and fly up to that guy in the sky. Okay. You are a giant vulture and you are flying towards that speck of a person in the sky. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you doing? I well, does he allow me to approach? Yes. You are moving at sixty feet per six seconds. You mm-hmm. rapidly approach this person i hover in front of him and just can't hover oh well i do my best to maintain approximately the same altitude (laughs) okay i circle around him does he notice Mm. me yes i gesture with my beak towards the ground okay i'm gonna make him do an intelligence check because it's just a bird wave oh okay and in the distance people wave (laughs) okay uh, he nods in your general direction. Mm-hmm. He looks busy. What's he doing? He's looking at the forest. He's looking at the forest. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I get closer. Does he react? He draws a bow and arrow. Ooh. Hmm. And says, all right, bird, you keep your distance. I'll keep mine. I'm not dead yet. You can take him. Hmm. Go, Mr. Shimmer. I'm thinking about it. I don't want to hurt him, but he's we'll catch stupid. Him. It's only an 800 feet drop. You'll be fine. <laughs> How far away am I from him? At this point, 20 feet. 20 feet. Um, I fly up. You are now up. Does he seem to be paying attention to me or paying attention to the forest? He has an arrow trained on you, bird. Still? Yeah, you're a weird turkey vulture flying around him. Hmm. Can... And he's maintaining this arrow trained on me. Yes, as I would. Have you seen the size of a turkey vulture? Oh, they're very large. Uh... And ugly. Like, it's not It's not like a thing you're like, oh, how cute, I want to pet it. You're like, what? Ugh. <laughs> Okay, um, I go back to his level and dive towards the ground and then swoop back up and look him in the eye. As the DM, can I ask what your goal is? I just want to know. I'm trying to overcome his stupidity and make him realize that I'm not a regular bird and that I am saying, get to the ground. Okay, he says to you, oh, some people over there. Got a bird doing weird stuff in front of me. I take it you're a druid. Uh, cool. Jennifer sent you to find me? Uh, I bob my head up and down. Yeah. Who are you with? I again gesture towards the ground. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> hey! And you guys can vaguely hear him. Like, you can shout to him. Hello! <laughs> We're okay! Come on down! Get out of here! I pout. Oh, okay. I walk away. <laughs> I uh, slowly go back into the corn stalk, like the Homer Simpson meme. <laughs> You're only a foot tall. Yeah. It's just like, uh, okay. All right. It's not safe. Yeah. Go home. 
Pedestrians shouldn't be walking around here. Am I allowed to change shapes in Wild Shape? Wing, what do you think? Uh, I believe it's... Uh, ooh, that's a good question. If you uh, either have to first use action to turn back. I think not, because you still have access to all your uh, like abilities, just not spellcasting. So uh, I think probably if you just use another action to Wild Shape, you, you change in current shape to another shape. I think yes. Okay, so I'm allowed to use an action to change into another shape. Yes, with another use of your wild shape. Oh, yes, and I have multiple of those. I forget exactly how many. I um, look it up and for, you can plumb it out of the sky. Just become an octopus and grab him. <laughs> how many? Oh. Uh, While this is happening, can I actually cut some corn and make a big pile in case they fall into that pile and maybe you know cushion it i don't know might be a yes. safe landing okay you're preparing like grass in a pile for cushioning that's nice yeah. it's uh, it like- twice twice between between rests and it's always twice between rests wild shapes okay so yeah two uses and that doesn't count going back to my original form correct yes it does count that Oh no 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 that's okay. that's just that's just ending. Okay. Um getting stuck as a turkey vulture, that'd be funny. I am going <laughs> well, one to be a, yeah. I am going to go ahead as a turkey vulture, I'm going to dive bomb towards this person. And I will aim my claws at the boots. Oh you're making me look up how much damage arrows do in 5th edition? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take some damage. Shortbow 1d6, longbow 1d8. Alright. I'm going longbow because I want to take out a turkey vulture. How much life does a tur- turkey vulture have? 22. What? Mm. Okay. Yeah. CR1, right? CR1 is pretty good. Yeah, CR1, hit points 22. Um, armor class 10. Pop it or wing are just on the ground with the arms spread out. Don't worry. It's only 800 <laughs> feet. We catch you. The terminal velocity will not break our arms. Over here at this corn pile. <laughs> I mean, as long as he doesn't kill me, I'm going to guide him safely to the ground. Okay. Um, he hits you with 11 damage with the arrow because there's different types of arrows. Mm. 5e. So that, like you're making me come up with this on the spur of the moment, so like it's hard to say like what type of arrow would he had? Like uh would he have had an a lightning arrow? Would he have had um something called a mind piercer? There oh my gosh, there's so many different types of arrows. Is he that good? <laughs> He's got an ar- arrow of giant vulture slaying. Just just so <laughs> happens to uh <laughs> I thought he was a plebeian. You thought a cop had no... Okay, yeah, cool. See how well, long he's a cop. The They're not heroes. He's got flying boots. He's flying. He's not a plebeian. Yeah, you take 12 damage, and I guess you're on fire. Oh. All right, cool. Do okay. I snatch his, uh, his boots off of him? That's not how D&D damage works. You can't just... Oh, I wasn't trying to damage. I was trying to take his equipment. boots. Okay, okay, so in, in 5th edition d and I'm just going to ask Wings player, can you snatch equipment off of another person? There is a uh, rule in the DMG for disarming. Uh, you could apply that if you want. 
it's a uh, it's a weapon attack or just an attack roll versus acrobatics or athletics. So basically, a modified grapple, grapple that uses an attack roll instead of a athletics roll to disarm someone. Mm. Fourteen on the dice. So so what is that against his to hit? Um, yeah, because mine's a d twenty plus four. Okay. Because talents. Okay. All right. Uh, I got a twelve plus four is sixteen. What did you roll? Uh, fourteen on the dice, and it depends what his acrobatics is, which I don't have stats for him, but I'm saying like probably not more than a plus three, so like seventeen. What did you get? I got a sixteen. Okay. All right. So he's gonna hit you twice with a bow. You're gonna drop out. Mm. Of- I'm trying not to kill my player because you're gonna tumble out of Bulbator. Thank you for the grass pile because yes. as he's gonna hit you with a second. Oh gosh, he's gonna hit you. With is a he? Second- Does he have time to hit the second arrow? Well, he hit you with the first arrow. You would, he hit you me with the first him. arrow. I'm at him now. What happened with the attack? Right, that was his reaction. Well, now it's his turn. Wait, why is it not my turn? Because that's how reactions work. He had a reaction prepared against you, Mr. Turkey Vulture, with his bow trained on you. And now it's his turn, right? <sighs> that's, that is how D&D <laughs> works, right? He okay. used his reaction. So, the Turkey Vulture attacks the flying man and tries to yoink the boot off the acrobatics of the person can and i didn't have stats for them so i'm gonna say that they were like a plus three so they got a 17 so they you try to yunk their boot off so i failed the first the first one failed and he hit you with his reaction which was to hit you with an arrow okay now it's his turn and he's gonna try to but wait 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 i was gonna say is because are we ignoring the fact that i have i have multi-attack i have two claws to pull at these and a beak attack in this. Okay, try your second claw. I mean, it's it's still your turn until you say it's not. Okay, cool. Because I have a plan for if I can't get the boots off. Um, Does that mean he rolls in acrobatics every time? Yep. Uh, this right. this disarming you and grappling is like a special attacks that you can you can replace a normal attacks with special attacks basically. So this this works. If you have two attacks, okay. you can do it twice. twice. Um, well, the other one didn't hit that. I rolled a six there. So that's a 10 to hit. I'm guessing he's going to beat that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in that case, I will end. I will cling on to him because we are within, we are within distance right now. And I am going to cling on to him and revert back to my 280 pound self. Oh my goodness. I mean, that... That would likely be be a grapple check, though. To yes, yeah, it would he's going to try to escape the grapple check. And I'm very confident in my ability to pass a grapple check. Okay, beat an 18. Okay, well, actually, I mean, I rolled a 19 for this one, Ooh. and I do have an. I think I have quite a bit on this. <laughs> okay, okay. So you are currently hugging this man. You're face to face. Your your faces are two inches from one another. Yeah, and I have a plus six on my athletics. <laughs> you guys are just holding on tight. Okay, so I'm holding on to him. Let me just yeah. look up the stats on winged boots. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, I, I assume we're sinking at this point. No, you're not. Because winged boots. When you wear these boots, you have a flying speed equal to your walking speed. You can use these boots to fly for up to four hours all at once or in several shorter flights. Each one, blah, 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 blah. There's no weight limit. Oh, interesting. All right, so yeah, now I'm just clinging to him. All right, y'all are having a real close moment. And yeah, we are. he's like, 
who the heck are you? Because you're kissing him right now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I say, so, we're on your side. Who are you? We are the fire-breathing kittens. We were sent here to figure out what happened. And I'm guessing from your reaction that you did not steal those pigs. Fire-breathing kittens? Jeez, why not just burn the whole place down? Well, we tried. <laughs> Wing raised a hand. Okay, all right. I love I love the uncomfortable tension of you like hugging him and and this like stalemate here where you're just you're going to talk this out. So, yeah. Um he's going to say you're wasting your time. I have no intention of going back into custody. They'll lock me up and throw away the key unless I can prove my innocence. Mm. Well, we could always help you prove your innocence. There's just too much you don't know. So tell me. We've got time. I stroke his cheek. <laughs> okay. Yes. He's gonna... Do you want us to go away? It seems like you're having a private moment. Me and Bob better... Be... We will avert our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled again. He did not throw you off. And you can talk to him one more time before he rolls again. Look, all I'm saying is we are here to help. You should definitely come and work with us so that we can get to the bottom of this and prove your innocence and clear your name. Because otherwise you're a fugitive. Something tells me cops don't like to be fugitives. I don't need your help. You're the fire-breathing kittens. Could you even help if you tried? Dude, we're adventurers. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. He rolls again. Wing and Balpator. Y you can shout up to him. Do you have any questions to ask? And he's rolling, by the way. He keeps rolling. He keeps, keeps rolling. I'm waiting for that natural 20. I'm waiting well, for it. Can we hear their conversation from the distance? Sound travels pretty well up and Sure. Okay. Oh, good. Well, we heard all that. Um, oh, yeah. You saw the stroking of the cheek. You see him furiously struggling. He's like, like you'd say like every six seconds, he's almost getting out of the grasp. I'll tell, I'm going to try um, pulling out my nose. I'll be like, do you know if anything, all this missing pigs involved with Myrtle Anderson? What was your question? Do you, oh, is Myrtle, basically is Myrtle Anderson stealing pigs or is she framing him? She's not stealing pigs and she's not framing me. Y'all really need to, like, you're, you're wasting your time. All right, look, I didn't steal a herd of pigs. Myrtle didn't steal a herd of pigs. I didn't kill Myrtle. You really don't know what's happening here. She called me out here to look into something weird for her. But by the time I got here, I think it was too late. <gasps> look, if you know what's good for you, go home, kittens. I have things to investigate. Don't waste your energy following me. I'll lose you. I guarantee it. And please, acrobatics check. He's, like, struggling furiously. Struggling furiously. Struggling furiously. There we go. Natural 20. Yeah? That's yeah. fine. And See, he throws him into the oh, kind. Oh, no, he doesn't. Just by a little bit. Natural 20, yes, he does. That's how no, that no, works. No, no, I, I mean, we're, we're going to take him down now. That's We're done playing nice. He's 800 feet in the air. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, that's fine. And you're now no longer on him. So the bigger question is, what do you do? Um, I suspect we're going to be doing another water sphere. Let me just pull that up. You're currently 800 feet in the air. Oh, that's fine. I can always just turn right back into a bird. Also, falling speed is uh, 300 feet per round. So you instantly fall 300 feet. You are 300 feet away. Wait, my round is not over. I'm reading. Give me a second, people. 
I am not 300 feet away. Right as he throws me off. Let me see here. I mean, that's, that sounds like a reaction. Uh, yes, a reaction to being thrown off. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I'm talking about. Um, oh, yes, here we go. I'm going to cast Watery Sphere again. Um, we are both of us engulfed in a five foot radius uh, sphere of water. Um, I can move it at will. However, it does fall until it is 10 feet off the ground. I can have as many as four medium or smaller sized creatures within it. So I'm going to spring up a sphere of water all around us and make us gently fall to the ground to my waiting companions. I'm going to actually read the spell, mister, and he can Mm. make a strength saving throw. Yes, he can. (laughs) Okay. 17. What's your spell save DC? 16. Oh, darn. Yeah, he's a polar bear person. He's pretty, and he's a pretty buff. He's 45, so he's losing muscle mass, but he's not that weak yet. Boyo. Oh, I forgot he has a polar bear. Dang it. He works out. He works out. All right. Also, not disclosing that I have a saving throw is what most people don't like about certain types of players in D&D. Disclose when they have a saving throw, please. Don't make me look up the spell to see I have a saving throw. Okay. All right. All right. So he is not pushed. He is not in my sphere, but I am. So I will fall safely to the ground. <laughs> That's actually a really good use of watery sphere because now you're not dead in front of like dead, dead. Oh, I had multiple of- things I could do. I wasn't worried about dying. <gasps> yeah. We can always just bring your soul back as a flower, right? <sighs> Uh, to the people who don't understand that's from the episode gosh what was that oh i thought you were referencing the fact that i have already been brought back from the dead yeah 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 that's from the episode i mean you're a druid you will just be you know compost which is a form of life so you know circle of life druids can't actually die i guess (laughs) that was the one with all the emojis oh one sec Mr. Palpator, are they done, done kissing? And if, if you look, you see that Wing, Wing is holding Nugget's eyes shut and Nugget is holding Wing's eyes shut. <laughs> All dogs go to Changeling Heaven. <laughs> that was it, right? All dogs go to Changeling I think so. Heaven? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so after a furious grapple where you got very close to him, you I mean, you know the shape of his arms. <laughs> And it took him so many rounds to throw you off that, like, I mean, you two respect one another now a little bit, because that's like, gosh, that was quite the sky battle. If he hadn't strength saving throwed there at the end, you would have pulled him to the ground. So he's out of here. Yeah. Um, He vamooses. He moves horizontally in the air. Vamoose is a slang word for moving quickly to escape. Mm -hmm. He's zooming. He's zooming. Now I want to, like, make up words and teach them to Wings player. All right. So <laughs> that one's real, I promise. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, that was crazy. You almost captured him where capture would have resulted in an unsatisfactory ending to this story. So I genuinely tried not to get captured. But you, yeah. Woof. All right. So where is the he flying to? Escapes. Hmm? Where is he fly? He's flying? Yeah. Over the like forest. Superman? Oh, okay. Oh, which is where he was looking. Dang. Well, first I, I go to Simon. I'll be like, everything all right there? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. 
He lands in a ball of water on the ground after having clinging to a person in the sky. All right. And I think I cast um, a healing spell on Simon. Oh, no, no. When when I shift back from wild shape. like Oh, it was temporary. Exactly. All that okay. happens if you take damage in wild shape is that if you hit zero, you revert back to your own shape. Oh, oh, you're fine then. Yeah, I'm fine. I just come to Simon and, and massage his shoulders. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the authority figure said we could uh, go home, so I guess we're done here, right? Um, I don't think so. We, have, we haven't really done anything yet. Um, does the path, the trampled path, lead to the forest? Yes. Okay, how about we track through the forest, then? Uh, see where this path goes, because that's kind of like where... Um, the where polar bear guy is going too. So maybe we could find some something in there. The sun has arched its long path across the sky and was beginning to set by the time you started trekking across the cornfield that's near the pond. Now leaving this foot tall grass that one day will be corn and soybeans and entering the forest, it's as if the sun has already set. The tall branches blot out most of the remaining light. How are you tracking a floating person in a forest? Well, it was more like we were tracking the trampled path uh, footprints-wise. Not really looking up Got since it. it's trees. Yes. Wing, roll a survival check to follow these beasts. Okay. Uh, 21. And, and now I guess I will activate my locate object for big carcasses. Yes. Okay. The result is that there is no object. Okay. Well, it's it keeps going for 10 minutes, so if within the next 10 minutes, maybe. Yes. <gasps> oh my gosh. I got a better idea. Can I change that from, from uh, big carcasses to boots of flying? Ooh. Yes. And that's how we track someone that's flying through the air. Unless they're more than a thousand feet from you, which they are. Okay, well, I'm keeping it going, just in case. Maybe we get in range. Yes. Describe how you all are walking through the forest, other than Simmond, who I can already see is walking through the forest dejectedly, because he did not bring a, a person down from 800 feet in the sky. Well, I feel like I have a sense of urgency now. It's getting dark. Um, he's going to turn to a were-polar bear soon, if it's a full moon tonight. I don't know. He's flying away, so I'm actually kind of jogging, hustling. Okay, you're running through the dark forest. Yeah, uh, eyeing the the path. Am I following Wing? Sure. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm following Wing. I am riding my mighty steed through the forest. <laughs> All right, that's Nugget. Of course, he's the mightiest of steeds. I'm just following the tracker. <laughs> so yeah, is this a trail that we can easily keep following, or has someone made an attempt to hide it? Or? As you are going further and further into the woods, the sun sets. The trail disperses. It's as if the animals have split up. And now you are standing in a location that has only a few tracks left. You've been trying to follow the largest tracks what? each time, like the largest number of tracks, and there's really just a few mm. left. And they just kind of disperse. Like, mm -hmm. So it is darn. Yep. Everybody do a perception check. Hmm. Is it with eyes? Yes, with your eyes. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's with question. ears. 
<laughs> or you could use your ears, or your nose. Oh no, it's because my item uh, that yeah, I yeah. Seen. Everyone yeah. specify what sense are you using to do your perception check? I'll use oh, my, my nose. <laughs> my nose <laughs> sensing vibrations through the through the heels of my boots. Okay, <laughs> there are no vibrations in the heels of your boots. There is the faint smell of sewage, and there is a lot of darkness. Um, but all of you see. Uh, let's see what your perception check numbers are, actually. 18. 16. 18, when I put my eyes of eagle on. Yeah. Uh, there is, you, like, kind of circled back to the farm again. You're kind of near the Pfefferl Porcine Products farm. And, because, uh, you know, you wandered around in the woods, you're following these tracks. These tracks did not go away from the farm. They just kind of, like, came back to it. It's weird. Um, and... There's a tree that has lost all of its leaves. It looks dead. Hmm. You guys want to talk to it? <laughs> oh, it's dead. It's dead, so I'm not sure how much Darn. we can. Hmm. Are there any animals around here? Perception check. And how far away are you guys from the dead tree? Oh, uh, I'm going right next to the dead tree because it looks interesting. And a 10 perception for animals. Got it. Belpator, how far are you from the dead tree? I'll be right next to Wing. Okay, Simmond, how far are you from the dead tree? 60 feet. 60 feet. All right. Can I do an action real fast? Yeah. I take out my decanter of endless water, and I uh, flood the area around us with water. Okay, the ground mostly does not absorb that water, and as you stoop to examine it, you see that it's spongy with sewage. That's there where the, the faint smell is coming from, Wing. It smells kind of like manure. And then it occurs to you, that pond that you saw earlier wasn't a pond. It was a manure lagoon. A manure lagoon that seems to have sprung a leak. Its contents seeping into the soil and flowing with the rain runoff into the local waterways. This tree looks like it was unfortunate enough to be located in a divot in the forest floor. A divot spongy with manure lagoon seepage. Everybody roll initiative. What? Bing is learning so much about how to keep pigs to the episode. <laughs> I genuinely investigated agricultural stuff for this episode. Oh, that, that, it shows. Like, who knows Yay. this stuff? <laughs> Eleven. I watched so many YouTube videos about manure lagoons. My search history is shot from writing these episodes. Manure legumes? <laughs> oh, man. Ten. Uh, Eleven as well. With a okay. plus four decks. How many decks does Simmond have? Not much. She's a minus one, I believe. Yeah, right. eight decks minus one. Okay. So we've got the tree, wing, Balpator, both 10 feet away. It's an evil tree. poop tree. Oh, no. We've got Simmond, 60 feet away from the evil poop tree. <laughs> the poop jokes continue. <laughs> <laughs> False appearance. <laughs> While the applefinch tree is motionless, it is indistinguishable from a normal tree until it takes an action. So I am supposed to... Hold on one second. I, I heard a word, word that triggers me. <laughs> nope. Nope. That was from the DM. You heard nothing. Okay. All right. Roll an attack with grapple against whoever approached the applefinch tree. Oh, that's two people. 23 to hit Balpator and a 26 to hit Wing. Uh, I am riding Nugget. Which one of us does he target? The one that touched the ground. So Nugget. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. 
Do okay. you guys get hit with a whipped around tree branch from this incredibly motionless tree that attacks you and tries to grapple you? Uh, is that a question? Do we have an option? Yeah, I had the to hits for you guys. Oh, yeah, the, of course. Above 20, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. They both hit? Oh, what was the hit? 23? I genuinely forget. I think, yeah? Yeah, yeah it was 23. Okay, yeah, yeah, that hits me. Darn. Okay, all right. So you both hit. Gonna roll your damage now. Nugget. Nugget takes 28 bludgeoning damage. Ooh. Oh, my. Balbator takes 29 bludgeoning damage. Ouch. Both of you, please make an athletics or acrobatics roll to avoid being grappled by the flexible whip-like branches. Uh, let's see. And I'm now going to read the grappled thing to you, because grapple's one of those that, like, I've never personally used a class that uses grapple all that much, so, like, I didn't know it, so I've written it down. A grappled creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. You can use your action to roll an athletics or acrobatics check to try to escape from the grapple. Is it not an uh, automatic grapple uh, if it hits an attack? Because most, uh, most of those kind of attacks just automatically grapple if they hit you. No, but, I'm giving you guys a chance want. to escape. You can... Okay. You can roll in athletics or acrobatics to avoid being grappled by the flexible whip like branch, because I can easily kill you guys with this enemy, so I'm going to give you a chance to not die. I actually have a quick question. When we both yeah. got hit, can yeah. I actually use my fighting style protection? I can use my reaction to impose disadvantage on attack roll uh, when I am when I have a shield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're within 10 feet of wing, wing. just in 10 yeah. feet of the tree. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, Yes. Yeah. So you impose disadvantage to it? Yeah. To hit? Okay, so I'm going to re-roll the to hit on who? On on wing. I'm going to protect wing. Well, nugget, but sure. Oh, oh, yeah, nugget. Sorry, nugget. So does a 21 hit nugget? Oh, yeah. Darn it. Okay. okay. Yep. Sorry, it has a plus 11 to hit. Uh, I have a non-natural 20 for nugget to uh, not pick up. Okay, nugget is... Uh, what is this? I have to roll a... Athletics or acrobatics... <sighs> Okay, so as a plus seven to that, so seven plus sixteen. Uh, so much math. Yeah, that's twenty-three. That that wins. Okay, so you are grappled. Okay. Belpator, what's your uh, athletics or acrobatics? It's ah, oh, I got a one. You are also grappled. Okay, okay. so here's the situation, Simmond. Mm-hmm. You're still mad about how you couldn't drag that guy out of the air Very. earlier. <laughs> and these two are grappled. But we followed the rules. Um, <laughs> That's the most important thing. Always follow the rules. <laughs> yeah. He he was like, he pushed you off him. You cast a spell. He passed his strength saving throw. I know. I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> but you held him close to your heart for good, like, two minutes there. Because he went through so many rolls. Oh, my gosh. To push you off finally. Um, anyway, so you're very strong and you got a hug today. Really. What? It's a great day. And here and now, right? Simon does not dwell in the past. He's got too much of it. Um, <laughs> oh, my. It's true. He memory dumps. <laughs> so these two are grappled. The tree is here. It's alive. It's very clearly evil. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's not alive, but yeah. It's moving. And it's dead. It's animated. Yeah. It's animated. And your friends are grappled, and they've lost a significant amount of hit points. Now, it, in terms of spacing... Right. What would you say the area of the tree is? Well, it's got a tree trunk, but it's also got branches. So the tree trunk itself is like less than five feet across, but the branches extend out for actually, now that you're looking up over your head, 60 feet. 
Okay. And... It's one of those big trees. Big old dead trees. Reached its maximum lifespan. Yep. Poop poop killed it. Yep. And the, the <laughs> vines grappling them, are they close to the trunk or are they a little further out? They're not vines. They're the branches themselves. This is like a weird gummy tree where it's like rubbery. You ever seen oh, and like, it reaches uh, out and grab them with the branches. Yeah. Um, so it's also, it's not your turn. Um, I kind of forget the turn orders because I was busy feeling bad that I didn't let you pull a man no, out of the sky. No, it's fine. Let's see. So what was first? Simmond was first and then Wing and then Belpatore got like a low number. I believe okay. we had the same, but I had higher decks, so I'm probably first and Simmond then. Ah, okay. So, all right. So Wing, you are currently being grappled by a tree branch. It is rough. It is poopy smelling. It is unnatural as heck. What do you do? Uh, also, Nugget is grappled and I was riding on the back, so I'm assuming I probably fell off or something like that. Like, Actually, eh. uh, creature's speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. So technically you could still be riding Nugget if you would like. Oh, yeah. So I have a little question. Yeah. You know that, l- that that lovely little gas that uh, uh, manure makes if it's, you know, in an area for a while, you know, mm-hmm. methane, that that's mm-hmm. combustible gas. Mm-hmm. I am hot wing right now. I would, <laughs> when, I, when I fire my burning bazooka things at him... Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. I would like to fire my burning bazooka things at the, you know, tree surrounded by methane. At this dry, flammable tree surrounded by methane. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Power of fire, flow through me. Uh, so I will take two attacks with uh, with my giant bazooka. Yep. And everybody, please pre-roll your first rounds of, yeah. of damage dealing. This is a huge undead plant neutral evil. Its goal is to rip creatures apart to create its own fertilizer as it desperately craves life. Its armor class is 13. All right. Uh, so I have a 29 and a 22 to hit. Those hit. All right. Nice. Nice. Let Nugget go. Your bazooka fires. What does your bazooka look like? It's a large dragon cannon. I will. At, at one point, you will know exactly what it looks like. It's in the works. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm rolling my damage. It's uh, plus uh, 30 damage total, of which uh, 9 is fire. Ooh, I also add another dig 6 from Nugget. So that's 34 damage, of which... Okay, tell me the damage types, because they matter. Uh, It was 13 fire, that's probably most important, and uh, 21 piercing. Yes, there it is. 13 fire, 21 piercing. Both magical. You would say that it looks like your piercing didn't do much. The bark kind of comes off a little bit, but that's about it. And that fire damage, though, wow, that was effective. Not only did you blow that tree limb off the tree entirely, but the pieces that fell to the ground are on fire. Very nice. Uh, With my bonus action, uh, so Nugget is being grappled by one of the tree branches, correct? Yes. Uh, He would like to try and bite the tree branches that is holding him attack the tree branches if I may yes alright let's go nugget Uh, 17 to hit the AC is 13 you hit oh oh wow that's alright it's a tree it doesn't really dodge it's also kind of dead so not so good at dodging (laughs) alright so that's uh, 7 piercing damage and 5 fire damage you'd say the piercing damage doesn't really do much but the fire damage does so much Say like twice as much damage. I've kept track of the hit points and smoldering is how I would describe where that fire hit the tree. After Wing's turn, 
Simmond, yes. you are currently 60 feet away from the tree trunk, but you do see branches overhead. And those branches extend out how far from the trunk? 60 feet. 60 feet. Okay. Um, I am going to create a magical bonfire. It's a cantrip. Deals 2d8 fire damage per turn. Um, it'll deal it on my turn. And it, there is a saving throw. And it will deal it um, every turn that the creature remains within range of the bonfire. Um, I pre-rolled. I did five, five fire damage. Um, okay. Assuming that this thing does not pass a dexterity saving throw. It does not pass a dexterity saving throw. It is a tree. It has a speed of zero. Okay, so it will take five fire damage on this turn and then every single one of its turns. Noted. You would say it was more like 10 because it's like really susceptible to fire. Yeah, 10 fire damage. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I will retreat 30 feet. Yeah, you're retreating 30 feet? Okay, I was like, you're currently mm, in the range smart. of Whomping Willow branches. Okay, all right. Yeah. So you are 90 feet away from this tree. Perfect. Yes. Wing, did you move away from Nugget, or are you also still 10 feet away from the... I am still in the back of Nugget. I will not leave behind my friend. Of course, Belpator. You are 10 feet away from the tree and within 10 feet of Wing and the grappled Nugget. You are yourself grappled. Your speed is zero. You can't benefit from any bonuses to your speed, and you can use your action to roll another athletics or acrobatics check to try to escape from the grapple if you would like. You can also try to kill the tree. What do you do? Oh, the tree's already dead. Oh. Also, the ground is spongy with poop. It's a really great day. You're just it's wonderful. So glad you came. So this is an undead tree, right? Yes. In fact, Ooh. it smells really bad as well. So you smell the bad of the poop, and you smell the bad of the undead. It's a paladin rough time. Wonderful. Okay. I'm going to do Peerless Athlete, which is my Channel Divinity. As a bonus action, I can use um, my Channel Divinity to augment my athleticism. For the next 10 minutes, I have advantage on strength, athletics, and dexterity acrobatics checks. Very wise. And I can also carry, push, drag, and lift twice as much as weight as normal. And the distance of my long and high jumps increase by 10 feet. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and roll advantage on my... Uh, let's do acrobatics. You said acrobatics, right? Yes. Okay. I rolled a 24. Okay. It's got an 18 plus 7 is higher than that. So you're oh, still currently grappled. The tree squeezes you like a giant snake, but with rough bark, and you find your rib cage straining under the pressure. Your arms, like the bones of your arms, are digging into your sides, and it hurts. My eyes are about to pop out of their sockets. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Do I get damaged or no? No. Your speed oh, okay. is zero. Darn. Okay. And then, at the end of your turn, it's its turn. Um, bad news for you guys. It's going to slam you again. First, it's going to attack. Oh, well, that's a natural one. It doesn't really matter. It loses a limb. Next, it's going to attack Belpator with... Bring it! Actually, I mean, we've got Wing and Nugget and Belpator. Should be attacking Wing, right? That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. I'm not on the ground, though. <laughs> That's true. Where are you? I'm Nugget's back. Aha! Yeah, okay. <laughs> it swings its branches at Belpator with a 23 to hit, which I think hit you last time. That hit me. Oh! Okay, let's 
roll this damage. This is 4d10. Yikes, that was an 8 and a 9. Oh, 17 then, right? Plus 5, plus 22. 7. 29. Damage to Belpator. As Ooh. a branch slams into you, uh, you are now like held up in the air by one branch on your torso, squeezing your ribs, and one branch on your knees, squeezing your legs, and they're twisting in different directions. Mm, that's nice. Does, well, no, that's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> okay, so, um. Are you still up after that much damage? Yeah, I got 14 left. Oh, goodness. This is very bad. It's looking very bad. It's still got more than 100 hit points. All right, we are back to top of the round. Wing, Wing, your friend is in midair being ripped apart by a tree, making its own fertilizer. What do you do? Oh, he's, he's been lifted from the ground? Yes. Um, um, five feet. Done. I, I could have done feet. something to help him. But Just five bad. feet. Not that oh, yeah. just five feet. Okay. Yeah, no, but he's no longer on the ground. I need him to be on the ground. Okay. I... Don't worry about me. <laughs> okay, he said not to worry. So I will just fire at, <laughs> fire at the tree again. Uh, yeah, that worked very well because I'm the fire boy now. That hits and that hits. A lot of damage. I uh, inflict 19 piercing damage and... Uh, 11 fire damage and I will say to to knock it uh, do I want him to escape yeah let's let's see if I knock it can try to escape so he can run away with me please knock it try to escape and then we run away a bit knock uh, it is not very good at that but who, who knows he uses uh, 18 total for uh, athletics gonna roll on the dice that's a 4 plus 7 is 11 nugget is free Sweet. Okay, uh, Nugget will uh, use his uh, now regained speed of 40 feet to uh, uh, move not total 40, but 30 feet away. So we're still within at least 30 feet of Mr. Bobatoy. Noted. And I also noted that you did fire damage, which was twice as effective as a tree that is all dry and crusty. And it's piercing damage, you'd say, did half. Yes. How far away do you move? Uh, away from the tree, but uh, I remain within 30 feet of Mr. Bobator. So that's about a 30 feet move. Nice. Okay, let's say you're 40 feet from the tree, which means you're still in its attack range, just to let you know. That's fine. Simmond, it's your turn. You are 90 feet away from the tree. Balbator is 10 feet away from the tree and 5 feet up off the ground as he's held by two different branches, one at the torso and one at the legs. They're trying to rip him apart. And Wing is 40 feet away from the tree, riding Nugget, who is just freed from the branches. Gotcha. And you already have the further fire damage it took from my bonfire, correct? The tree takes... how much is that? Um, it's 2d8, so average of 8-ish. 16 damage. Okay. Um, it I'm burns also, a little. Ooh, nice. I'm gonna go ahead and cast uh, Lightning. Call lightning. I'm going to read that mm. to you here. I'm going to let you know it has 102 hit points and it takes twice as much damage from fire and electricity. And oh, it sells 102? And damage dealt by iron. Yeah. Oh, oh we can take him. Well, in that case, I'm going to cast Polymorph. On the tree? Can I not? Read the spell Polymorph. Uh, a creature you can see within range is the target. 
This spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. Here, let me make a wisdom saving throw. Three. It's a tree. Okay. Yeah. I looked up the awakened tree stats and I based like what was the strongest one on that. So wisdom is plus zero. You know I can make those, right? Did you make this tree? Everyone looks at you suspiciously. <laughs> no, it takes eight hours to make a tree, but I can. <laughs> you need um, a tree friend. <laughs> so I'm going to be to at the end of the episode. I'll have it for next time. Um, but I am going to go ahead and cast uh, Polymorph, and I will transform this thing into a little thistle plant. Yes. Uh, can you transform it into a plant? Um, I can transform I think it. You must transform it into a creature, right? Oh, yeah, beast, beast of challenge rating something, something. Oh, can I transform it into a jellyfish? Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's not going to be a big jellyfish, right? <laughs> it is now a jellyfish. Okay. Its name is Martha. And it is sitting on the ground. I don't know if you've seen a jellyfish on the ground. It doesn't do well. It's not on the ground. It's in a fire. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. But now that it's transformed, everyone is clear of it, correct? Yes. I say, run! <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. That was Simmons' turn. Now it's Belpator's turn. You were midair being like boa constrictor strangled by this rough tree branch. It wasn't fun. But now you escape becoming fertilizer because a jellyfish flopped into a bonfire. And... The Martha was a reference to a previous episode, Slime and Steel. Keep going. So, oh. what do you do? Well, I stare at the jellyfish, and I hear Simmons shouting, run. But as a glorious paladin, I do not run. I make a tactical <laughs> retreat. And so, I actually... Uh, Thank God. You know, run back. Um, and I don't attack, you know, little jellyfishes. I wanted to turn back to a tree. But anyway, I run back to where Simmons at. Um, I don't know. Is he like a hundred feet away? Yeah. What's your movement? Uh, thirty plus ten, which is my aura of alacrity. So forty. Absolutely. So you were ten. You move forty. You move forty again. Now you are ninety feet away with Simmons. Yeah. All right. Um, at the end of Belpator's turn, before Wing and Nugget have a chance to escape, you're still forty feet away. It's oh. now. I forgot. Uh, do I have an action? Well, no, you, you move twice. You moved oh, and move, then you oh, downgraded okay. your action That's fine. to dash. That's fine. Okay, I'm done. To get 90 feet. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Wing's turn? Well, so between Belpator and Wing is the tree. And the tree is currently a jellyfish. And the jellyfish is currently in a bonfire. And the thing about Polymorph is, go ahead and read it, Simmond, what happens? When it goes to zero damage, it becomes a tree again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why I said, run, it can't move. But it is damaged a little bit. Does the damage carry over to its original form? Jellyfish? Uh, yes. To, yeah. So weirdly, it takes less damage from the bonfire this turn because it was damaged as a jellyfish, which is not doubly damaged by fire. Okay. It's actually half damaged. I'm using Pokemon Water Fire rules <laughs> for this. Yes. <laughs> so yep, so yep, that yep. is a D, 2D, 8. Okay. It took damage. It's below 100. All right. It's now the tree's turn. It cannot hit Simmond or Belpator because you are both 90 feet away. 
it can hit wing because you are 40 feet away and nugget. However, a tree yep. has roots and this thing has a bunch of above ground structures. So what actually pops into existence is not a tree. It is a tree plus all the roots that were underground above ground because the jellyfish was above ground. Its center yeah, of mass has shifted. Okay, so it's shifted back into tree form now. It's tree, well, it's tree form, but all of it is above the ground because the jellyfish was above the ground. And so what's actually happening to Wing is that the huge suction of the lack of tree under the ground is causing an instant sinkhole. And then he's going to get crushed by the weight of a giant tree that's falling over onto him. So that's what's actually going down. I'm still going to roll the to hit and damage because I've done the balancing on this battle math, but that's what you're visualizing. Oh. Oof, that was a 22 to hit. Would I get a dexterity saving throw to, uh, you know? Well, it's all of the ground. It's like the ground for 60 feet, so the whole thing, the whole ground sunk. Yeah, no, Is I can move from my spot, but I can, you know, kind of get, get, uh, keep, keep going up into the, after sinking thing. Like jump from... You know, video game, jump from rock to rock, but stay in the same place, but sure. with ground. All right. And I'll only roll one attack against you if you pass your dexterity saving throw. Oh, sure. Right. Uh, well, we'll say it's, it's Nugget's dexterity saving throw, because I is okay. the one who does the movement. Let's go, Nugget. Ooh, let's go, Nugget. 24. Yeah, that passes. So you are jumping up on the branches of the tree as it falls on top of you. We're fine. You're fine. We're fine. So you only take one attack because you've dodged the tree falling on you. And that attack is a 23 to hit. Does that hit you? Uh, me or Nugget? You. Wing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that hits. Okay. I'm going to roll the damage. 37 damage. Wow. Ooh. That was nearly maximum damage. This is bad. You guys are not going to survive. Uh-oh. I'm fine. Okay, I'm I'm glad. Okay, and then please make a strength or dexterity skill to avoid grapples. You can use acrobatics or athletics because every time it hits you, it tries to grapple you. Oh, I'm more than happy to use my plus 12 acrobatics for this. Wow. I am, I've come from a circus. I'm acrobatic. Yeah. Uh, 25. Oh my goodness, you're not grappled. All right. Nice. See, we're fine. At the end of the tree's turn, it's Wing's turn. Wing, you are 40 feet away from the center of the tree. The center of the tree is now sideways as the whole tree is toppling over. I can assume his area of attack is 60 feet around it, right? Because that's the range of his uh, branches and stuff. Well, now we've made it an oval because there's roots. Does, does, that, does that change his maximum range of attacking me? Yes. The tree now has roots that it can attack people with. So, uh, can I see how far away from the edge of the roots I am on Nugget? 30 feet. Oh, we're fine. All right. Uh, two shots from Bazooka with fire. Pew. Pew. So, that's, let's see, 26 piercing and 12 fire damage. That's a lot of damage. Wow, the tree is below 50 hit points. The Ooh. fire really burned it. And I will use my bonus action to command uh, Nugget to uh, move uh, 40 feet away from the tree. So we're outside his reach and use the dodge action. Excellent. Good job, Nugget, dodging the attack of opportunity. 
All three of you are now outside of the range of the tree. The tree has a bonfire at its base, and if you do nothing, the tree will burn to ashes. All right. There's fire going in the background, so picture that sound. What are y'all doing? Oh, and uh, night has fallen. Um, I think we are continuing to try to find these pigs. <laughs> no, like post battle chat. Okay, all right, never mind. I will start the next content. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm- I'm just imagining us like walking away with our backs to the tree while it's burning in the background, like you know, Power Rangers walking away from explosion. Yeah. There you go. All right, Cyrus Miller, the cop on the run, floats overhead, warily looking at Simmond, not wanting another bear hug. Ar ar ar. What do you think you're doing? He yells to you, specifically at Simmond. He has a grudge against you for some reason. You're making way too much noise. Get out of here. They're coming. Who's coming? Do you really not know, Belpatora? The pigs? <laughs> After the tree stops moving, there is silence. Now the leaf litter rustles all around you. From the sound of things, you're completely surrounded. Oink! Calls from the three o'clock direction. Oink! <laughs> calls from the seven o'clock direction moving slowly but steadily dozens of undead slaughtered but re-arisen pigs approach you guys miss the slaughterhouse place but they're killed by co2 which does not do physical damage is not helpful against zombies so uh you, you didn't go in the slaughterhouse but carbon dioxide killing are we surrounded damage their bodies. by zombie zombie pigs yeah oh jeez. <laughs> all right yeah all right. <laughs> Who arose them? <laughs> My players are so confused. Everybody, I'm going to keep the same initiative. So that this was... We can't kill them. Yes, we can. Easily. They're pigs. <laughs> They're not strong. They're pigs. Simmond, you're up. About 500 feet in the air, there's a floating person with a bow and arrow who's taking aim at a zombie pig. There are 25 of them all around you. Oh, jeez. They are about 60 <laughs> feet away from you in all directions. We're in the trees, correct? You are under trees. Simmond is going to climb a tree. <laughs> Good job, Simmond. Simmond is up a tree. Do you call anything to your friends before you let it be their turn? Do not engage. We've learned how bad it is when we try to beat a pack of things. Palpatore, it's your turn. Remember right. the zombie kittens. Um, I'm going to go ahead and climb up on the tree as well. Uh, that doesn't take an action, does it? Uh, I mean, so I let Simon do it for free because Simon has, like, what's your your strength modifier? The modifier is not big, but I have giant-like strength as an ability. Okay. I also still have my divinity going on as well. Technically, climbing is an athletics check. Okay, so should I make one? Okay, yeah, I'll make one. Yeah, and and Simon technically make an athletics check. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna pass it though. It's like, what is it to climb a tree, wings player? It's like DC ten or something. Sure. Well, I got a twenty-two. Yay! Oh, great! You climb a tree too. Yeah, I got an eighteen. All right, I climb up there, and I, I cast uh, the healing hands. Uh, spell on myself. Um, lay on hands. Sorry. 
and that heals me for five times my level, which is 45. So I heal wow. 45 HP. Absolutely. Um, was the zombie cats reference to the zombie cat lady from It's Ringing Cats and Frogs? Yes, the one that continued to <laughs> multiply the cats as time went on, yes. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Wow. Belpatore climbed up a tree. Wing, what are you doing? There are zombie pigs. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried. I am going to cast Plant Grove. Yeah? Uh, it creates a 100-foot radius uh, sphere that I'm going to center on myself. So that's 100-foot one way, 100-foot the other way, and all around. Uh, the entire area, except for a... Uh, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the closest tree to me? Is it within 10 feet or something? Yeah. All right. I created a, a exclude a 10-foot radius area around myself. Uh, but all the other area is extremely difficult terrain. Creatures have to move four feet of movement for every one feet to move. So if these pigs would have like 60 feet from dashing, they can move 15 feet in a round. That's my action. And then I'm going to say to Nugget, hey, le- le- let's also climb a tree. So me and Nugget try to climb a tree. All right. Do an athletics check to climb a tree. Oh, that's a seven. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ten was designed for you guys to get up the tree. But unfortunately, Nugget scrabbles with their drake claws on the bark, and the bark just comes off. He's flinging bark everywhere. He's a wood chipping machine. But he's not <laughs> going up the tree. It's a scratchy pull for him. Yeah. Oh, cats would love that if they just were able to, like, rip the... Oh, my gosh. Okay. That ends your turn, right? Yep. Okay. The pigs move about 15 feet closer to you. (laughs) Dang. Three rounds left. I think it'll be fine. (laughs) You'll probably be okay. And an arrow flies out and catches one of the pigs on fire. It makes a squeal and falls over. (gasps) Bacon. Unfortunately, it just looks like a normal pig when it dies. But as its blood oozes out, because, you know, the arrow hit it, there is a slight glitter to its blood. Uh And that is Cyrus's turn. Next up, it's Simmond. Simmond, you're up a tree. The pigs are approaching about a quarter of the speed that they would normally. Cyrus is shooting at them. But when they're getting shot at, they just kind of look like normal pigs when they die. What do you do? Except that um, their blood is glittery. What are you doing? I mean, I guess I'll help kill some pigs from the safety of up in the tree. Might as well. Um, I'll go ahead and cast a vine whip. Or thorn whip. 2d6 damage. Just to let you know, each pig has 20 hit points. Oh. Well, I, deal, I dealt 8 damage to one of them. All right. That pig is damaged. It moves with a jerky and uneven gait in your direction. Okay. At about a quarter speed. Is that the end of your turn? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you say to your friends? Well, we found the pigs. Let's wait it out. We'll see what Cyrus wants to do. Hmm. You guys want to do some puzzle solving? Would you like to solve for the word? Ooh, the the word? It's a a game show reference. There's a, a game show, and they slowly reveal letters, and they're like, I'd like to solve for the word. I'm going to go ahead and guess that our missing manager is a necromancer. (gasps) No, I knew her well. There's no chance she was. Hmm. Is is Cyrus said that? Yeah, yeah. Well, where is she? Where is anybody who goes missing around pigs? Oh, Oh, you think they ate her? I think they ate that whole barn of pigs. 
Oh. This is like one of those stalls worth of pigs. And there's a whole barn of pigs mixing. Oh. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> pigs be pigs. <laughs> okay. So, I guess we'll have to just exterminate the pigs, huh? If you do that, I'm going to jail. I'm not letting you kill these pigs. He's killing the pigs. I'm trying to... <laughs> he looks frustrated. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a cop. I'm not... I don't know what to do. This is why I said you should work with us. They're dangerous. What do I do? <laughs> Ideas? We alert the authorities. We go and get them and bring them here. I am the authorities. Not right now. You're not. You're a fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right, Simmond. Uh, we're gonna end your turn. Yep. Balpator, do you want to do anything? Yep. Now that I'm healed up, I jump off the tree. Boom! Come at me, pigs! And um, <laughs> it gets 15 foot closer to you. <laughs> okay. And I also, um, how far is the first pig? 40 feet from you. 40 feet. Oh. Uh, I guess I'll and just it's wait. Really difficult terrain. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna cast uh, Shield of Faith on me. Uh, grants plus two bonus to my armor class for ten minutes, and I'll just wait for them to come at me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's actually All my right. bonus action, so I have an action left. Um, I think I'll also cast Guiding Bolt on the nearest pig. Yeah. Yeah. And um, flash. Strikes on a hit, the target takes 4d6 radiant damage. Uh, and the next roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. So I just hit the closest pig. All right, how much damage? That's going to be... Oh, do I... Oh, yeah. 17. 17. Wow. Wing, what do you do? I'm making bacon. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was going to fire at these things. I'm assuming uh, 16 and higher hits. They have an AC of 8. All right. Uh, one of them takes 21 damage, and the uh, second attack hits another one for 13 damage. And Nugget's going to once again try to climb the tree. We're down to 22 pigs. Go ahead and try to climb that tree. Exactly 10. Hey, you climbed the tree. And I sh- shout down to Bobter, you got this. Glorious oh, big glory. combat. <laughs> Backline support. <laughs> All right. Well, you are surrounded by six pigs, Balpator. Maybe they're only 20 feet from you. Yeah. Okay. They can't do anything to you this turn. There's pigs really close to you. They can't reach you. Okay. Well, okay. Sarah shoots another pig. We're down to 21 pigs. Simmond, we're back to you. Okay. Pigs are, are we about gonna 20 s- feet away now. Are we going to sit here until we can... Because they, they, they can't climb trees, correct? Correct. Okay. Are we going to sit here and keep killing them until they're all dead? Bacon. Okay. I mean, okay, I am going to start lighting bonfires around, not touching the tree that we're climbing. Yeah, you don't even have to describe it. Just general party assess. Are you guys going to kill all these pigs by climbing up in a tree or floating, as the Cyrus Miller demonstration has shown you, being up off the ground, pigs can't hurt you? Are you going to kill all the pigs? I think we have to. They're zombies. Agreed. Bacon. There's one pig left. Ooh, we can capture it and talk to it. Ah, uh, can I put it in my bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> yes, pigs apparently fit in there. 
Yeah. What is in your bag of holding? Mm, not much, really. I don't think I really have anything in there right now. List everything in there. Um, I can't think of a single thing in it. I can't think of anything that my character could not already hold. Okay. All right. Just to let um, you know, it's now a bag of devouring by Zombie Pig. What does that mean? Anything you put in the bag gets eaten by the pig. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just because this thing doesn't need to breathe. It's a zombie, so this I is know. our evidence. <laughs> but it's it's a ravenous zombie pig inside your bag of holding. So now it's a bag of devouring. All right. So now I'm gonna call up. I'm gonna call up to Cyrus and say, "We got the evidence. Let's go talk to Jennifer." <laughs> All right, and that concludes our adventure. You kept one pig for evidence. Cyrus I got a size. question. Yeah. I also have a pig in my bag, like normal pig. It's a dead pig. Yeah. Okay, I got a dead pig in my bag. All right, that's look, so fine. Look, look inside your bag. Uh, I see a dead wolf and a dead pig inside my bag. No, you see a dead pig inside your bag eating a dead wolf. Oh, oh it's also zombie. Yes. Oh, was it? Oh. Bang. <laughs> it was. It I was a zombie. Didn't that pig come from the uncontaminated house warehouse? You guys want to solve the puzzle? So they're all zombie pigs. Yeah. They were all infected by the dust. Cyrus sighs. Yeah, that really brings it all together. It all makes sense now. Myrtle must have messaged me after seeing one of the slaughtered pigs reanimate. But they kill them in big batches. So I didn't make it here in time. These pigs got slaughtered and then lost their docility when they lost their pigness and became zombies. Applefinch. They've been calling them word on the street. This applefinch pig herd got slaughtered and refrigerated, waiting for processing, reanimated, and when the refrigerator door opened, they could not be contained. They broke the gate down and cornered Myrtle. He takes a deep breath and sighs. <sighs> Upon arrival, I immediately followed the pigs into the woods. There was a bit of a misunderstanding where people took one look at the missing herd and missing cop and made some assumptions. Can't say I blame them, really. No one's first guess would be what really happened, that the harvest had walked away on its own into the woods looking for more life force to eat when they couldn't eat any more of their fellow pigs. Locked doors. He pokes a toe at the dark black blood oozing out of the pig's bodies, glittery with gold. But it's this gold dust that really bothers me. Where did it come from? Why was it in the pigs? Oh yeah, that's that's a thing that's been going on. I got some in my nose the other day, then I had to get it out. It was really uncomfortable. But, you know, everything is covered in this dust nowadays. Oh yeah, I think I heard something. Okay, do you want to solve... Like, where could it have come from specifically for these pigs? Any guesses? Oh, of course. It's, it's the, it's the Yas of Sin. He's been contaminating his pigs. Uh, he's very, gonna, he's very criminal. I'm going to guess it's in the silos. Somebody threw away zombie dust. Oh, that makes sense. In the silos? In the food scraps coming from the city? <gasps> if it was in the city's food scraps, then that means we've got a much bigger problem on our hands. The whole city of Nicomoy is contaminated. Dun, dun, dun. I'm contaminated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we look at our party member that swam in this to see if he's contaminated very much? <laughs> All of you. Yeah. There was so much dust that came out around that silo. You all oh, are. Oh, okay. no. We're going to have to get the... We're going to get the rod again. Oh, no. It's so annoying. You can't <laughs> become Applefinch Wing. Neither can Nugget, remember? Oh, sweet. We don't have to get the rod again. Nice. Yeah. You drink some pop. Joining <laughs> us today were Wing and Nugget. 
We have that immunity from the drink. Hooray! Too bad for Balpator, though. Oh, well. <laughs> Balpator! That was the most educational mission I ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon the Kind! Re-studies purify food and drink. <laughs> Bye. Bye! 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 Farewell. Are you in the top 10 lists? Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst US presidents. The leading causes of death. Best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. <sighs> we are the Tennis Podcast. Bye. Are you concerned about the major social issues like equality, fairness, the environment? Check out the Lean to the Left podcast for no holds barred commentary and great interviews with top experts and people with interesting stories to tell. You never know who will show up at Lean to the Left. If you're a progressive who cares, the Lean to the Left podcast is for you. Streaming now on all major podcast channels. As a podcaster, we're all looking for our next podcast guest or our next podcast collaborator. As a listener, we're always looking for our next favorite podcast. And at the Podcast Trailer Show, I'm going to help you find your next favorite podcast, your next favorite guest, and your next favorite collaborator. Subscribe and follow today at podcasttrailershow.com.